Bartow Yellow Jacket football starts now. It's time for Bartow Yellow Jacket football on WBF. Tonight's game is sponsored by Kelly Buick GMC of Bartow. Doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Evolve Professional Landscape Management. Spath Jewelers of Bartow and Valrico. Palette One of Bartow. SR Wright and Company. By Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance. Keith Spray Service of Bartow. Taking care of your lawn and garden for over 50 years. Budget You Pull It. The parts you need when you need them. Citrus Air Conditioners of Bartow. By Widden McLean Funeral Home. Beefo Brady Sports Pub in the Bartow Center South. And by Bartow Ford. We're different and we prove it. Now, let's join our broadcast crew for Yellow Jacket Football. Number five of the high school football season. It's another night of unbeaten night. The Auburndale Bloodhounds are hosting the Bartow Yellow Jackets with Bruce and Andy Edmond, Mike Ayers. I'm Jeff Thornburg. Thank you for joining us here on the broadcast tonight. We are at Bruce Canova Stadium here in Auburndale, Florida, Auburndale High School, the former Auburndale Citrus Bowl as it was uh, first founded. And we're ready for an exciting ball game tonight. The Bloodhounds, they are 3-0. They have wins over Haines City, Kathleen, and Kissimmee Gateway. Bartow, well, they enter the ball game tonight undefeated with wins over Martin County, Kathleen, Naples Golden Gate, and last week's district win over Ridge Community. Bruce, always a pleasure to come to Auburndale. This is this is this is this game doesn't matter too much for the district standings, but when Bartow plays Auburndale, it's always a good game. Yeah, it always has been, and and we've uh, this is the second time we've been over in the visitor stands uh, doing the game. We we really like it over here. We like coming over here, as you said. They've they've they're always good football games, and uh, the press box of people are always really nice and everything. But it's so small that uh, it's it's hard to fit in. They got that that pole that's right by the door and everything. So uh, we we love being out here. We get. We're right in front of the world champion cheerleaders, and uh, you know we can see the whole field. We're part of the atmosphere. We yeah. got uh, all fans—not our fans, but uh, Bartow fans—all around us, and um, we're just really excited to be here. And uh, always, always, always fun to to play Auburndale. And and there's there's no animosity. There's no trash talking. This is just uh, hard nosed football, and I look forward to that tonight. And Mike. Uh, other than the 40-yard line, the 40, the 40, I mean the 4 on the 40, uh, the field looks in pretty good condition. Yeah, absolutely. The field looks to be in great condition. I mean, there's a few true marks down here on the field, but like you said, I think the key, if you look right there at that 40, the 4 on the 40, that's a, that must have been a hot area at some point in time because the, it is just beat up right there. But the field looks to be in great condition. That sun will be setting here in just a few minutes, and it's actually nice down here on the field tonight. There is a light breeze. It's not as hot as it used, as it generally is, so looking forward to some good hard-nosed football game tonight. Yeah, and, and one more thing. Uh, about uh, 90% of the time we've been here, rained. Yes. And those windows would fog up. I remember we get the, <laughs> we had the squeegee we thing did. and get out of there and squeegee that window during commercials where we could see out there. And, uh, Andy, uh, this is your second trip over here, I guess. No, actually, this is my first trip over here. I I've, uh, was in when they were in Bartow, but this is my first trip over here. And uh, I, I know some people from Arbondale. And I'm sorry. They're, they're true Bloodhound fans, or Hound fans over here, so 
Well, thanks to the uh, the little tropical system that's out there in the uh, in the Atlantic, off I guess the Carolina coast, that's driving a lot of a lot of dry northern air. In fact, we're facing our backs are to the north. So the, the dry air is coming. We get to feel it first as it rolls across the stadium, which runs uh, east and west, roughly. So uh, we appreciate the dry weather, and it's good to be outdoors. I, I like this this venue with all the fans and right in front of our cheerleaders. Like you said, Bruce, yeah. it is incredible. And they said uh, Delaware may get uh, popped pretty hard by this thing once it turns Ophelia, in. Ophelia, is that what they call it? Yeah, it's gathering, it's gathering some strength. So maybe it'll get Biden's house, and uh, that would be that would be just so exciting. If he was in it. Mike, watch me change the subject here. You ready? Absolutely. Let's go for it. Bartos Junior Jackets <laughs> last night they picked up their third win of the season, forty-four to six. Bruce, forty-four to six over the Davenport Broncos. So the Junior Jackets, the JV squad, is three and zero. They've allowed six points in those three games. Yeah, and I saw where one young man ran back a, a, a kickoff for a touchdown for Barto, and uh, also the bowling team is kicking off their season. That's right. And uh, so want to wish the Bartow Bowling team uh, the best of luck as well. Last year, the Yellow Jackets defeated Auburndale 28-16 back at Bartow Memorial Stadium. And we kind of researched the history of this game, Bartow versus Auburndale. We found out in the last uh, 10, 10 plus years, 20 years or so, there's never been really any big blowouts between these two teams. They've always played very close games, very competitive games, and ironically, a lot of overtime games. We found, just in our little search, three times that these two teams have gone into overtime, and I think Auburndale has the two-to-one edge in those overtime victories, but again, that just Bruce, that's the good coaches and good teams, and we're just looking for a good game tonight. Yeah, I, I, the, the only thing I, I can think that, that may top that is is uh, the the 06-07 season when we went uh, overtime with Hardy twice in one season. Uh, twice during the regular season yep. and then twice in the playoffs and uh, double overtime. And, and uh, so it's it's really uh, exciting. And we just we just love Friday night football. And that's, that's all it, that it boils down to. So proud of our young coach. Um, and and what he's done, and uh, I also uh, I have to say that Coach Danny Smith, yeah, he came up here in the stands earlier, and he said we were on the radio, and somebody said that if he walked up to him, that he wouldn't recognize him. Well, that guy was me. Yeah, I was the one that said if Danny Smith walked up to me, I wouldn't recognize him. Well, we met, we introduced. And now if he walks up to me, I'll never forget You'll him. never again. forget him. But I, I just think that's great that he did that. Danny Smith, of course, the coach of the 1996 state championship Yellow Jacket team. And uh, he's down there helping Coach Tyler Eden and the staff with a little bit of a expertise. Coach Eden's always talked about how it's, it's good to lean on uh, Coach Smith uh, anytime he has a question about something. But that is excellent. I'm glad you got to meet him. Glad you got to meet him. The Yellow Jackets are on the field right now. They're going through their pregame warm-ups. So Auburndale was out earlier. They've already retreated to the uh, locker room to get all suited up for the ball game uh, tonight. So while we continue with our pregame show, when we come back, it is everybody's favorite part of the pregame show. That's Stratton Selections. And we have good news for our man, Andy, when we come back. Nice. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hi, Benny Jr. here with Bartow Ford, and the great thing about being right in Bartow, Florida, is we are centrally located. The right way will always lead you to Bartow Ford, where we save you time and money. Bartow Ford, we're different, and we prove it. 
Hi, it's Erin with Evolve Contracting. While there's no shortage of landscape and irrigation companies, you deserve the option that's the best fit for you. At Evolve, we offer 3D imaging and an irrigation program that saves you water, time, and money. Call us at 863-537-7537. You've heard the expression, try it before you buy it, right? Well, at Keith Spray Service, they won't ask you to sign a long-term contract because they're confident that you'll want them to keep coming back to care for your delicate ornamentals and lawn treatment. Keith Spray Service, for over 50 years. Welcome back to Joe Parrish Field here at Bruce Canova Stadium, getting ready for tonight's contest between the undefeated Auburndale Bloodhounds and the undefeated 4-0 Bartow Yellow Jackets. Well, let's turn our attention now to Stratton Selections. Good news for our man, Andy. Andy, you were 10-1 last week, my friend. Nice. He fell into that one. 10-1? He just fell into that. Andy was 10-1. He only That's missed, greatness. He only missed the George Jenkins game. Okay. So that's the only one Andy missed. Uh, for the rest of us, he missed a what game? The George Jenkins Lake Weir. Well, the other, the other three of us, Mike, and, uh, Bruce, and myself, we were all nine and two. So the overall standings for the year remain the same. Bruce and Mike are tied atop, followed by me, and then Andy, you're gaining on everybody. All right, here we go. This week's Stratton selections. We're already going to start with the game we already picked because it's already kicked off, and that is the Fort Meade Miners at three and zero. And we all think they'll be 4-0 by the end of the evening. They're at Victory Christian tonight. Mike, they're just uh, over in Lakeland playing at Southeastern? Absolutely. Fort Meade's taking that trip to Southeastern University tonight to play on that synthetic field against South e- against uh, Victory Christian. They'll be 4-0 and, and and by halftime. And, Mike, they're already up 7-0. They're right? already up 7-0. And, I mean, just and their game just started at 7 o'clock. And uh, we, all picked, we all picked the minors. Yeah, they're going home early tonight because they're going to have a running clock. All right, here we go. The Mulberry Panthers. They are in Lakeland tonight as well to play Santa Fe Catholic. Both teams are one and one. All right, big dog leader Andy, what do you think? I'll go with Santa Fe. Uh, yeah. Bruce is going to go Santa Fe? Yeah. It's a struggle, Mike. Look, he's struggling. I know it. You know what? Coach Peavy's going to like this, and I'm going Mulberry. Coach Mike is Mulberry? Peavy. I'm sorry. I'm picking the Panthers as well, and, and you're going Santa Fe. Mm. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce is going Santa Fe. All right. Up next, the uh, Lake Region Thunder at 1-2. They're on the road down south into Highlands County to take on the Lake Placid Dragons, who are also 1-2. Mike, you're pretty familiar with some of these folks down south. What do you think? I tell you, when you start going down the Avon Park, the Sebring, the Lake Placids, I, I, it's it's hard not to go down there, you know, with, with you know, so I'm going south. Mike is picking the Lake Placid Dragons. Wow. Me too. I'll go Lake Placid as well. I'll go yeah. Lake Placid. Yeah, I think I will too. But, you know, for Lake Region to have won a football game, yeah, it's got to put a little bit of confidence in them. So, but I'm going to go Lake Placid. All righty, next up, Ponciana. The Eagles are at 1 and 2. They visit Tenor Rock tonight to take on the Titans, who are 0 and 4. <laughs> Bruce, you want to start with you, Poker Face? <laughs> Can you just punch me in the face? I mean, uh, oh my good. Who, who, who is Ponciana playing? Tenorock. The Titans. The mighty, mighty Titans. I got to go with the mighty, mighty Titans. Gosh. Andy, what, is, Andy, what do you think? What is their record again? Uh, Ponciana is 1-2. and two. Mm-hmm. The Titans are 0-4. I'm going with Poinciana. Poinciana. I'm going with you, Bruce. I'm picking the Titans. 
The Titans, Titans, Titans. They get their first win of the year tonight. All right. Next up, Avon Park. Mike, talking about those Southern teams. Avon Park is at Frostproof tonight. A huge Ooh. task for the Avon Park Red Devils. I think Frostproof's all over that one. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Frostproof's one of those teams that it, it, they never really have to rebuild a program over there. They always seem to have – I mean, they're like Fort Meade did years and years. They just reloaded. Um, so I'm going to go Frostproof on that one. They're tough. And I'll go with Frostproof. They got Richie Marsh Yep. again, and uh, they're going to – Frostproof is going to go pretty far this year. All righty. Everybody on the Bulldogs tonight. Up next, Ridge Community, the team we saw last week. They're 1-3 on the year. They visit East Ridge uh, to take on the Knights. Knights are 2-0. and Don't know much about the Knights, but we saw a good bet of Ridge last week. Yeah, and, and Ridge just didn't really have a lot. I mean, they didn't have a lot of nothing. No, they didn't really have a lot there. I mean, I just didn't see a lot of completions there. I didn't see a lot of tie together. So I'm going with East Ridge. I am too. They didn't have they didn't have 30 kids dressed. Andy, you make it yeah, unanimous. I go with East Ridge. We're all on the nights tonight. Next up, the uh, the Hardy Wildcats. Always tough. Uh, three and one on the year. They're visiting Lakeland Christian tonight to take on the Vikings, who are also three and one. The only blemish on the Vikings is the loss to Fort Meade. Uh, Hardy, they've always been a good team. They're on the road tonight at Lakeland tonight. What do you think, Bruce? I, I'm going with uh, Big John O'Neill, Danny Williams, uh, Coach Barry, Coach Ruiz. I, I'm going with Lakeland Christian. Mike? I'm with you on that one. Hardy's going to go up there and get on that synthetic field, and we always like to say that synthetic fields are faster and they play much better than a, a true field does. But I think Hardy's going to struggle on that one, and Lakeland's going to take it. What do you think, Andy? I'll go with Lakeland Christian. Everybody's on the Vikings tonight. All righty, next up, I don't know when the last time I said this, that the Lakeland Dreadnoughts are 2-2. Two and two. Now, they played a very tough schedule. Uh, tonight, they're at Denison Stadium in Winter Haven to take on the Blue Devils, who are 2-1. and one. So, Lakeland Dreadnoughts at Winter Haven. What do you think, mm. Andy? Uh, where are they playing at? They're in Winter Haven tonight. I go. I think I'll go with Lakeland tonight. They might get something done. Mike, Winter Haven. Mike is picking the Winter Haven Blue Devils. Wow. I I, I disagree. I, I you know I'm not a big Lakeland fan, no. but uh, I, I Lakeland played that Philadelphia team pretty good for three quarters. Mike, it's your chance to get ahead if Winter Haven Winter pulls one ha- out. Listen, I, I'm, so, going, I'm going Lakeland. So Winter Haven, yeah. I mean, they see that downtime, <laughs> and they see that downtime that Lakeland's having right now, and I think Winter Haven's going to come out with a little more force than what you typically would see Winter Haven come out with, and I think you're going to see them put something on Lakeland tonight. It may not be a big scoring game, but I think you're going to see Winter Haven put it on Lakeland tonight. I think it'll be definitely interesting to watch. Absolutely. Because those are those two opponents are in Bartow's future. Lakeland in two weeks. Albert, I mean, uh, Winter Haven in one week. Next week, we're back in Bartow to take on the, uh, the Winter Haven Blue Devils in a district game as well next week. So there you go. That's our Stratton selections. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. hope you uh, picked right along with us and uh, had some fun. When we come back, we'll continue our pregame show with comments from Bartow Yellow Jacket head coach Tyler Eden. And that is coming up next. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hello, Barto. This is Joe DeCessory with Citrus Air Conditioners, your hometown air conditioning company. If you're looking to replace your old unit, Citrus Air has many units in stock and offers financing. Call us at 534-1171 or look us up online at citrusairinc.com. The Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance Agency has been serving Central Florida since 1984. They all work and live in your neighborhood and take pride in our history. Offices in Bartow, there when you need them, representing only the most reliable companies in the industry. 
Your Bartow Beef O'Brady's in the Bartow Center South is your headquarters for good food and good sports. With something for everyone on the menu, your Bartow Beefs is perfect for the family, an office lunch, or to feed the team after a big win. Beefs, where game time meets family time. Last week against Ridge, and Coach, you've been talking about it for a while now. You want to see a complete game. The defense, the offense, special teams, correct me if I'm wrong, but that all came together for you at Ridge. Yeah, it sure did, you know, and, you know, glory to God, those guys, they worked so hard, um, and I was just very proud of them because there was a lot of things that could have distracted us, but they didn't, um, whether it be in a district game, road game, where you got to travel a little further, former coach on the other sideline, a couple players that used to play here on the other sideline. But they blocked that all out, and I thought they did a really good job of, you know, locking in and, and handling business. And I did think that offensively we took a big step forward. You know, our, our thing has been just small incremental improvements on that side of the ball. Defensively, I thought we were dominant. I mean, we, we gave up some touchdowns late because we made some substitutions and wanted to get some guys' experience. And, um, and, and so, but, yeah, in special teams, we scored twice and, and kicked the field. We scored well. We shoot, we scored 12 points and a field goes 15 points on special teams. I mean, anytime you're doing that, you're doing something right. So, um, yeah, I, I was pleased and, and and excited. And now, now I want to see that same complete game, but against a, a very quality opponent. That's what I'd like to see tonight. One final note on last week's game. Uh, Williams was out. Jaden Williams was out with an injury, and his substitution, uh, Smith, Trinitarno yeah. Smith, stepped up. He had two touchdowns last week. Got to be happy with the next man up mentality there. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, Jason is obviously a Division One guy. I mean, he's, he's, he's a great athlete, great player, and uh, had a lot of heart in that last game. And, you know, wasn't going to be able to play and is not going to be able to play tonight. But Trinell Smith um, is, is a great player. And not only is he a great player, but he's been someone who's been, you know, he's been going through it because he wants to be on the field and he's been trying to find a way to do it. And, you know, um, and you just talk about just the resiliency of a, of a young man who works hard every day in practice and got his opportunity and absolutely knocked it out of the park. And so um, super thrilled about, about that and excited to see him hopefully take another big step and do it again tonight. Okay, now tonight uh, we face another undefeated team, the three and O Auburndale Bloodhounds, the four and O Bartow Yellow Jackets. Over the years, Auburndale and Bartow have had some really pesky games. They've really played each other really, really tough. And I'm assuming you're nothing's going nothing's going to change that tonight. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they have anytime you got a team with power five kids across from you, it's it's going to be a battle, right? And we saw that in Golden Gate and. Um, and Martin County, and so I think there's no difference here tonight. I think um, Auburndale is really well coached. 
Um, I think they, of course, have some tremendous athletes and players. Um, and so it's a great challenge. And then you're talking about just a, a basically, you know, a rivalry game on the road. Um, two undefeated teams, the game of the week uh, for the second time this year. Um, there's a lot of a lot of things going into it. But I will say I thought we've had a pretty good week of practice. Um, I think the guys are locked in. Um, and so my, my challenge is, again, I think for us, we just got to – my whole my challenge this whole week, again, we always – there's three things that always – two of them are always the same. But it's assignment perfect football, you know, doing your job perfectly every time, um, being the more physical team, out-physicaling them. And then the third one is what we call the championship mentality. And this week, you know, it, it was all about intensity. You know, in a game like this, you got to have that intensity. And, I mean, celebrating together, getting excited, getting loud, getting um, – just getting after it. And, and, and eventually the team that, that is able to do their job over and over again, be more physical and have more intensity is, is going to run away with this game. Well, Coach, we're looking for an exciting matchup uh, tonight at Auburn. Hill kickoff is just moments away. And uh, before we let you go, of course, you want to say go Barto, go Jackets. Oh, yeah. Toe way or no way, right? That's right. Toe way or no way. Yep, that's it. We'll let you do your picks this week on the college side. Um, we're going to let you pick Ohio State this week. Uh, boy, they got a tough one in South Bend to take on the Irish tomorrow night. How do the Buckeyes shape up in that one for you? Well, boy, I'll tell you that. I don't know. I mean, I, I think um, Freeman, the coach of Notre Dame, a former Buckeye, he's doing a great job rebuilding that Notre Dame team. Um, it's going to be really tough. I, I do like the Buckeyes to pull it out, but it's going to be real close, about three. I mean, in between three to ten points, I think, late. And it's going to be a late kind of game for them to win that one. And last week you uh – you know, 0-1 on the Alabama pick with Texas. So let's do the Alabama again. They're in Tuscaloosa again. This time they're going to play Ole Miss. They're both ranked. Another good contest. And does does Alabama have some quarterback issues? They definitely do. They definitely have quarterback issues. And I think uh, Saban is obviously, in my opinion, the greatest college football coach of all time. But he, um, I don't know. It just seems like something's a little off this year at Alabama. I think they win this one, though. Um, I think he has them up for the rivalry game, and I think they get the job done. And the uh, the Gators did pretty good against Tennessee. You know they sure did, and I, I I'm I'm slowly just more and more becoming a, a Gator fan. So I haven't made my decision yet. You know Florida State's still in there too. Yeah, I, I, they were very impressive. So I'm very happy for them. Well, coach, again as always, thank you for your time. Thank you for the pregame comments, and uh, good luck tonight against Auburndale. Go Jackets! Thank you. Go Jackets! You've been listening to the pregame comments of Yellow Jacket head coach Tyler Eden. Stand by the 3-0 and Auburndale Bloodhounds hosting the 4-0 and Bartow Yellow Jackets. And kickoff from Bruce Canova Stadium is coming up next. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. You have a chance to win a brand new GMC truck from Kelly Buick GMC and help support our local schools like the Polk County 4-H and FFA programs. 20bucktruck.com, 20bucktruck.com. Kelly Buick GMC. Today's broadcast is sponsored in part by the Witten McLean Funeral Home of Bartow since 1925 and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade. They're family-owned and are committed to providing personal service with the concept of our family serving yours. 35 amazing years. Hey, that's us here at Spath Jewelers. We offer services such as beautiful custom work that's sure to wow, repairs, complimentary cleaning, appraisals, watch repairs, financing. What more do you need? We're here Monday through Friday, 10 to 7, and Saturdays from 10 to 5. Football game. All right, guys, a little off the script. Instead of Jeff bringing us back after commercial break, I'm going to bring you back after commercial break. We've been talking with, you've heard Coach Tyler Eden speak about one great coach. 
I have the pleasure of standing down here on the track with the next great coach. So welcome, Coach Jolliffe. Hi, guys. Thank you for having us on here. Just wanted to take a couple of moments to um, talk to you about the uh, annual Bartow Cheer Clinic that we'll have tomorrow. Um, registration will take place at the gym at 8.30 in the morning. The cost is $30. That includes the T-shirt and then cheering uh, next Friday night at the football game at home against Winter Haven. Um, the clinic goes from 9 to 12. They'll learn cheers, material, dances, do a little stunning, take um, some photo opportunities. So we really appreciate um, your support each year with this event and hope to make it another great one tomorrow. Well, we are so excited to have you aboard and, and everything that you do, Coach. Uh, you're the, you are the greatest coach in the history of, of Bartow High School, and, and everything you do for Bartow, Amen. we're so happy for and so proud of you. Well, thank you so much. Um, we couldn't do it without all of y'all. I mean, the, y'all have been at every game since I started 21 years ago. And so the things, the conversations that we've shared in the community that we've created here at Bartow, it's something special. And uh, we just want to continue being the home of champions. We are blessed to be Bartow, aren't we? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Coach Jolliffe. Thank you. Go Bartow. Go Bartow. You can get more information on the cheer camp as well. You can visit uh, Facebook and just search out Bartow Coed uh, Cheer and get more details on how you and your little one can uh, be a part of the cheer camp tomorrow. And and Bruce, they're probably going to get another hundred kids or so to come out of oh. that cheer camp tomorrow. Yeah, and it, and it's so fun. Uh, next Friday night will be so much fun because all the kids will come out. They'll they'll be cheering with the big cheerleaders, both JV and varsity cheerleaders, and. Um, uh, the the kids will be out there for the first quarter uh, doing the cheers that they learn, and we have the band coming. Oh my goodness! This Marshall is such High a School great marching night. band but, uh, is making their way onto the field. The, the Yellow Jackets have already made their entrance onto the field. Uh, we're waiting now for the uh, the Auburndale team to come out of the dog pound down there. Mike, I'm, I think I've lost Bruce tonight. You've lost Bruce tonight. Uh, yeah, well, listen, he has the world sitting on his knee right there, sitting right beside him. He so sure does. He's got both you, of them. Yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah, we might as well just go ahead and turn his headset off. Bruce, you want to introduce who's here? Uh, yeah, this is, my, this is my sailor. This is my sailor who's uh, sitting with Andy. She's sitting on Uncle Andy's lap. And then my Everly is somewhere down there with Jack. Jack found a friend, and he is gabbing down there, and he's got the little tiny one with him. So i uh, got both granddaughters up here and uh, just uh, very blessed. They're cuties. <laughs> and we're happy to have Jack with us, too. Jack looks good. Yeah, he does. Yep. Well, we are still awaiting the entrance of the Auburndale Bloodhounds onto the field. Uh, the the band and cheerleaders have made a, a tunnel for them to run through here at Bruce Canova Stadium, getting ready to get this contest underway. The 3-0 Auburndale Bloodhounds taking on the 4-0 Bartow Yellow Jackets. And uh, we'll have the coin toss here momentarily. Mike is standing by on the middle of the field for that. Mike, we should also talk about the weather real quick. It is wonderful here in the stands. We've got a nice little breeze from the north, but you're right there in the middle of the 50, at the 50-yard line. How's it out there? Listen, guys, I would not change a thing. This is perfect weather for football. I mean, we could take it a little bit cooler, but I'll take it. And uh, it looks like all the precipitation in the area, we, we it barely sprinkled a little bit earlier on, but that's all moved on, and uh, we're enjoying that, that north breeze that's bringing in some drier air. The last day of summer, tomorrow starts fall. Wow. Yep. So, uh, and, and it's amazing that we kind of have a little fall weather. Uh, and, and, I, and I heard today uh, Joe Pastardi, who's a wonderful uh, uh, weatherman uh, from up north, uh, he says it is going to be an extremely tough winter. For Barjo? 
for Polk for, County? For, for, for the U.S. For the US you know, okay. everybody says global warming, global warming, global warming. And I'm not being political at all. But um, I'm, uh, he says it's going to be a cold one again. Uh, well, right now winter? it's about, uh, what do we say here, about, about 80 degrees cold here winter? at Bruce Canova Stadium. We're at Joe Parrish Field, still awaiting the arrival of Auburndale. There's a little bit of delay on the field as the officials are going over the footballs. Yeah, they're going over the football. I'm surprised they didn't pick up on that hole over there, but I've never seen them take this long on, on looking at footballs, which which scares me a little bit because um, uh, I kind of know these guys. There's my buddy Terry Stinson down there, too. That's uh, This is uh, our flag, our, our sideline guy. This, you know him. And you can probably hear in the background, that's the world champion, national champion, ultimate cheerleading squad, the Bartow Yellow Jackets. And, yeah. Bruce, we're, what, maybe 50 feet away from them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so great. wonderful. We were watching them warm up, uh, and and it's incredible just to watch a warm-up. They were doing some new different cheers out there. Now the captains are making their way onto the field ready for the coin toss, uh, led by uh, number 54, Brett Tyree, the all-everything uh, lineman. Our quarterback out there, K.J. Valentine, is where. Also, looks like um, Clark is out there, Ronald Clark, and uh, big uh, Glover out there, too. They call him. Uh, check that. It's going to be 52. My, that's Mike on Bruce. Uh, he's out there as the captains here for the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, one of the guys you call Thor, right? Thor, 54. That's 54. 54 is Thor. Yeah. Car 54, where are you? Uh, no, no, Thor. Thor. <laughs> oh, Thor. <laughs> Mike is right there in the middle of it. It's uh, Auburndale waiting the uh, coin toss to make their entrance onto the field as they will run through the band. Uh, Mike, if you want to look up here real quick, a big crowd for Bartow in the stands tonight. Yes, absolutely there is. I mean, it looks like we've got more people in the stands for Bartow. It would be pretty even, I guess. I mean, but we've got a good turnout for Bartow. Yeah, a lot of our favorite locals, Sandy Stinger, who's always here, is here, and just so many more. Mike, Michael Ball. Yeah, there's a good crowd. And Mike? So, guys, it looks like Auburndale has won the toss, and they, I guess they're going to defer. Okay. So they're going to put the Yellow Jacket offense out there on the field first. Again, the, the field here at Bruce Canova Stadium, or Joe Parrish Field, runs basically east and west. We are in the visitor stands on the north side of the stadium. The, the home crowd is on the south side of the stadium. The sun has gone down. Uh, twilight is upon us, if you will, or dusk. And we're ready to get this ball game. Just a very light breeze across the field right now from north to south. And the Yellow Jackets uh, will be on offense to start this ball game, And that will give us a quick chance to see our quarterback, K.J. Valentine, who last week threw for two touchdown passes. And uh, the special teams really came alive last week, Bruce. We had uh, our man, Mar- uh, Murray, who returned a punt for a touchdown and then backed that up with a kickoff for a touchdown. He is lightning in a ball. It's always fun to watch. Yeah, he, he was he was super incredible. And uh, a lot of lot of media or a lot of stuff on uh, Twitter about, about him this week. And he deserved every accolade he got. Uh, just, he's all, you know, for... This is what uh, third year we've been talking about him. He's always been Mr. Excitement, and and last year he, or last week he just turned it up up a notch. So again, there's a little bit of a, of a hold up or a little bit of a delay here as they. Uh, Auburndale still waiting in the. Uh, I don't know, but in the, the, in the west end zone now. These, here they come. These officials are already starting to get to me. Guys, I got a quick message here, uh, Bruce, your buddy Garth, Coach Washington. He's saying, good luck, guys. They're playing at 555 tomorrow against the Lakeland Lumberjacks. 
It's a 50-plus year rivalry between Bartow and Lakeland in youth football. Yeah, I remember when uh, I was I was fortunate enough to to coach the the boys. Uh, Garth was the head coach, and Geno Johnson was the assistant. I just kind of hung around, and we beat the Lakeland Lumberjacks for the championship uh, and uh, out of 555. That was a that was a wonderful memory, and and really thankful to coach coach. Garth uh, for everything he did for my boys. Yeah, so if you can't get enough football tonight, make sure you make your way out to the 555 complex and watch those young Jackets play. Well, back deep to receive the uh, opening kickoff here is uh, Taylor back there with Mr. Excitement. That is Murray. Murray wears number three. Taylor wears number uh, 12. And they both can scoot down the field in a hurry. Well, they got Murray over here in the slot, which is, is where oh, they, right. He's up they kicked it to last week. They were they kicking that slot, so they just slid Murray up, kind of hit him, and uh, he fooled them. So the back one is number four. That's Thomas, who is in the back, who can also uh, scoot down the field as well. So let's see what the Auburndale Bloodhounds will do here on the opening uh, kickoff. A little bit of a stumbled start here to our game with a little bit of a delay, but uh, Payne, Cameron... Payne will do the kicking for Auburndale tonight. <laughs> He's already in action. You all right? Sailor's up here cheering away, and she's going to go to sleep. She's going to go to sleep. All righty. Auburndale versus Barto. We're ready to get this ball game underway. A pair of undefeated teams from Bruce Canova Stadium. Payne puts his foot in the ball. The right foot sends it high and deep. And it's going to be taken right about the goal line. Oh, that's going to be down. It's going to be a touchback. Oh, he's going to no, put him he, down at the he's one. He's going to put him down right at the one-yard uh, line, and, guys. And, he he uh, lost his footing and slipped down, and the knee came down. You can see where that area, right where the white hat is standing, that field is tore up. And yep. that's where they would normally snap uh, and go for extra points. And it is just chewed up. And that's going to be a long field. <laughs> And, Mike, you're right down there. He's about the one-yard line, I guess. Yeah, exactly, guys. I mean, like you said, it, that's, that is tore up right there pretty good. And uh, he just had the ball, and then he slipped. He went to take off and slipped and then actually dropped the ball and had to make sure he got back on it. But it's about the one-and-a-half-yard line. So K.J. Valentine will bring his offense onto the field. Taylor's on the near side. Two wide receivers on the far side, including Butler and Thomas. And Taylor will be in the shotgun. Get the chain good. set here. This is not a good way to start the game. Well, see what happens here. Auburndale with four down linemen. Big man in the middle. They're going to put one of the Bartow men in motion. That's our man from last week, Smith, who caught two touchdown passes. Here's the snap. Right up the middle goes the running back, and that is going to be Glover. Glover gets out near the about the three-yard line. Yeah, he gets, he gets some positive yards, and that's what you're looking That's what you're looking to do right now is just get him out of that hole, literally a hole. It'll be second down and eight for the Yellow Jackets, now right about the three-yard line. Just underway here, Auburndale versus Bartow. Valentine, three wide receivers on the far side of the field now. Corey Butler on an island over here by himself on the near side, the right side of the formation. Glover in the backfield. Here's the snap, and it's going to be a handoff up the middle to Glover. He hits the pile, and Glover pushes the pile forward across the five to about the six-yard line. It'll set up third down. Again, just a straight dive, uh, just going straight up field. I'm surprised they didn't bring in a fullback maybe to kick a little bit more dirt up, but um, uh, now it gives them a little room. Now you got them in a little run pass option that you can do right here. Third and five here for the Yellow Jackets. 
Spot the ball right just over the five-yard line. See the drones flying tonight. Three wide receivers on the near side of the field, including our man Smith from last year who's filling in for the injured Williams. Here's the snap, and Valentine across the middle looking for Thomas. It was deflected and almost picked. Yeah, it was a really good read by the linebacker as as he just just goes out to the curl and turns around. He's reading the quarterback and sticks an arm out and gets it. He would have had... uh, um, the receiver, he was he was wide open other than the linebacker being up front. So that's going to put the Yellow Jackets in a fourth and four from their own five-yard line on this a very poor starting position. No thanks to our running, just, just the turf gave way on him. So Bartow will punt. K.J. Valentine back in punt formation. Back deep to receive for the Bloodhounds is ETN, Sammy ETN. Here's the snap. And the kick gets away. Good job. Nice kick by Valentine. It's going to bounce at the 37, trickle down the 40, past the 40, near the 43-yard line. First and 10, Auburndale. Hot. No score in the ballgame, 10-35. Auburndale now with their first possession of the ballgame. We'll get to see their starting offense in Yellow Jacket territory at the 43. As usual, uh, Auburndale with a huge offensive line and a bunch of athletes, and they've, they've always been big. We believe we're going to see number 12, and that is uh, Williams. Yep, number 12, Chad Williams, listed as a sophomore, 6'2", 180 pounds. He's the quarterback. He's going to start in the shotgun formation, and Pritchard standing right next to him, the uh, running back. From the Yellow Jacket, 43-yard line, first and 10. The, hat, the snap is high. Pritchard gets it down, and it's going to be intercepted. That's Stanley with the ball. Stanley intercepted for the Yellow Jackets on the opening play for the Bloodhounds, and Bartow gets the first turnover tonight. That was the exact same play, and there's a late flag, uh, a couple of late flags. But um, it was the exact same play, but it was the middle linebacker for Bartow as he just backs up and reads the quarterback and then sticks both hands out instead of one, and Stanley's got good hands, and we're going to get hit with a penalty. Unsportsmanlike, more than likely, uh, probably said a little something. Well, I think I think him spiking the ball after the interception is probably what tr- triggered that flag, guys. I'll do it. I'll do it every time. And they will march off uh, 15 yards against the Yellow Jackets, uh, moving back near the 31-yard line. But the first turnover on the opening play. I see what you mean, Bruce. <laughs> Full of energy. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets from their own 31-yard line. Twins left. Check that. There'll be three receivers on the near side of the field, the right, the left side of the right side of the formation, excuse me, and Valentine in the shotgun. Valentine will hand it off and up the middle, and there's good penetration by Auburndale, and they take Himes for a loss. Yeah, they had a blitz coming that time, and, and the, uh, the strong side linebacker coming in just stood him up in the backfield. So they're going to lose about three, maybe even four on the play. It's like Arbondale's going with a 4-4, which is uh, not a bad defense to run against this offense. You can really widen out your linebackers and keep them from getting to the edge. Thomas and Taylor wind up, line up as wideouts on the near side. Butler by himself on the, on the other side of the formation. Again, in the shotgun now is Valentine. Put Thomas in motion. They fake to Thomas on the jet street. There goes Valentine right up the middle. And Valentine's got a big chunk of yardage all the way near the 39. Yeah, that was a quarter, that was not a read. That was a quarterback run the whole way as they faked the jet sweep. And he took up, off up field. 
and you get all the pursuit going one way and then just allow him to attack, attack up the middle. Going to be third and three, and Auburndale jumped off sides. That was beautiful, and uh, the perfect timing, and they had a blitz coming again, Andy, and, and uh, just caught him in the they in no that, man's land. They did that three or four times last week, too. That Valentine's good. At, now that's the first down. Yeah, and that's one thing that Coach Eden, I mean, you see when Coach Eden goes to that, he goes to that hurry-up offense, and uh, K.J. changes that snap count a little bit, and it just always pulls those other guys off sides. Auburndale called for offsides to give Bartow a free first down. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets at their own 43-yard line following the interception by Stanley for Bartow. Two ride receivers on the far side, two on the near side. Empty backfield now for Valentine. They're going to put Thomas in the motion. Here's the snap, and Whistles will stop this play. Illegal procedure against Bartow. That must be the the slaw clause from Alabama hitting up Mike on the phone. I heard the crickets going off. Is that Bibb County checking in? That's not Bibb County. That's Fort Meade checking in. It's 14-0 Fort Meade. Okay. That's Miss Elizabeth's got this crickets. So the Bibb County, we'll talk about the Bibb County after this play. First and 15 here for the Yellow Jackets. Again, empty backfield for Bartow. Three receivers on the far side of the field, which is the left side of the formation. Two on the near side. Auburndale bringing a lot of folks up to the line of scrimmage. They'll rush four. It's going to be a straight quarterback draw. Up the middle he goes. And, again, he plants his foot, Bruce, and slips. Yeah, uh, they're, they're looking for something uh, to, to try to catch Auburndale sleeping. But right now, Auburndale staying put. Uh, they brought a couple of blitzes, but their, their defensive end aren't, aren't trying to get a lot of penetration. Everything's looking. They're trying to keep Bartow from getting to the edge right now. It's going to be second and 15 here for the Yellow Jackets. And again, an empty backfield for Bartow. Five receivers in the formation, and again, Auburndale jumps. And that time, I don't think he did a hard count. I think uh, they Auburn, just jumped. Yeah, Auburndale was coming. They just jumped on that one. But real quick on that, Bib, you asked about Bib County up there. They're playing in Sips, Sipsley tonight, which the cell service in Sipsley is very, very tough. It's... Uh, it's, so I don't know we'll be getting too many updates from Bib tonight. Like okay. there's some crazy names in Alabama. You got that right. Going to be second down following the penalty. Second and about nine here for the Yellow Jackets. The ball just at the 45-yard line of Bartow. And again, empty backfield. Here's the snap. Valentine wants to throw. He does. Looking for Taylor, and it goes through his hands incomplete. Taylor heard the footsteps that time, guys. And if you watched him, when he went up, he was actually taking his body backwards a little bit. And that pulled him away from the ball, being able to catch it. It'll be third and nine for the Yellow Jackets. The ball right about their own 45-yard line. No score in the ball game. 7.45 to play here in the first quarter. So the tank never runs out. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. I, I mean, if she was down on the field with the cheerleaders, she'd wear them out. Again, empty backfield for the Yellow Jackets. Valentine in the shotgun. Now they're going to put Thomas in motion. Here's the snap. Valentine drops straight back. He's under some pressure. Turns upfield. Valentine crosses midfield, and he's going to be brought down at the 49-yard line, short of a first down, yeah, fourth really, about four. Yeah, I, I think you kick it right here. Uh, this, I think, is going to be a field position game early, guys. It'll be fourth and about three for the Yellow Jackets, and Valentine will stay on. He'll drop back in punt formation, and that is going to send ETN deep to receive for Auburndale. Auburndale tonight in uh, no, in no. The, the blue or purple pants, jerseys, and the... Uh, gold or yellow helmets tonight. Bartow in the all-white. 
except for their orange, traditional orange helmets. Here's the snap. Valentine gets it, and the block. kick is blocked. Block. The kick is blocked, and it's going to be down and taken at the 48-yard line. Looks like looks like Auburndale touched it, but then Bartow recovered. They did. Bartow's yeah, ball. Did. Yeah, but Bartow touched it first, and once Bartow touches it, it's a it's basically a dead ball for Auburndale. They're giving it to the and they can. Wow. Unless this is a different rule than in high school. You know, I, I think when the Bartow player and the Auburndale player, they both kind of went up together to try to get that. So I don't know. Maybe the official that was standing right on top of that saw them touch it first. I'm not for sure. That's a good call, Mike. Meyer with the block for the Auburndale Bloodhounds, but a turnover on the ensuing part of that play, and Bartow gets a new life. First and 10, and a handoff up the middle to Glover. And uh, Glover is uh, brought down after about a one-yard gain. We should mention a kind of a homecoming for Glover. He played for the Auburndale Bloodhounds last year. Yeah, and and uh, we've you know we've had a lot of kids transfer from Victory from all over the place, and and um, this this Arbondale team is is very stout. We know their defense is is lights out. Second and nine now for the Yellow Jackets. Corey Butler on a single receiver on the near side. Here's the snap and whistles again. We'll stop this play. Illegal procedure, false start against the Yellow Jackets. And he had. So got a march off five yards against Bartow. Thomas was wide open on the slant, too. The whole game, Bruce, from the delay of getting it started, checking the footballs, and then the, the bad kickoff uh, return, now the couple of uh, turnovers, it's all been kind of a disjointed start. Yeah. Second and 15 here for the Yellow Jackets. Again, Auburnell showing pressure at the line of scrimmage. Two receivers to the left, two receivers to the right. Glover in the backfield with Valentine. Valentine calling for the ball. Here it is. And they're going to hand it off to Glover. Tried to turn the corner. He does. Not going to get much. Maybe two or three, and a late flag comes in. Yeah, we'll have to see what that flag was. That flag's going to come. Looks like it's going to be a hold. Nope, they're going to get a face mask against Auburndale. That's a five-yard variety, which they still have in uh, in high school, but it still makes it uh, second manageable. They will march off the penalty against. Uh, they'll add that on the end of the run, so they're going to be second and about five for the Yellow Jackets. Now in Auburndale territory at the 46-yard line. We saw Eden scream out. He audibled on that. Valentine again will work in the shotgun. Two receivers on the near side. That's uh, Thomas and Taylor. Glover is the deep man standing right next to our quarterback, K.J. Valentine, the senior. Here's the snap. They fake it, and they're going to throw it. Slant. Oh, and it's out of the hands. Tried to connect over there with Taylor. Yeah, and that's that's twice he's dropped the ball now. And uh, it's... He, he's really got to make that catch in, in, the, in this type of game. I, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to set up because they've got single covers. They've got no safety help on, on over the top on that side. So they do a double move here in a little bit. He's going to be wide open going down the field. Third and five. They empty the backfield on this third down play from the Auburndale 46-yard line. Valentine in the shotgun. No score. Five minutes left in the first quarter. Valentine wants to throw. There's the slant, and he's got Smith, and the big man drags people across the 40-yard line. First down, Bartow. Mike's standing right there. Yeah, he had that first down by about two yards, guys, maybe even three. That that cat just does not like to catch the ball and go down. He likes to 
pulverize a couple of people before he goes down. Jackets with a little tempo. They're quickly to the line of scrimmage, and whistles will stop this play. Timeout for the mandatory water break. And uh, we'll tell you that uh, tonight's game at Citizens Bank and Trust, we take great pride in being Polk County's bank. We understand the responsibility that comes with it each and every day. Citizens Bank and Trust since 1920, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. And, Mike, the last score we had from uh, Fort Meade was 14 to nothing. Yeah, absolutely, 14 nothing. And uh, they're playing Victory Christian tonight. See if we can get a little quick on our scores here during the uh, timeout. Run down the scoreboard here. Lakeland Christian is leading Hardy 14 to nothing as well. And East Ridge, uh, the team out of Claremont, East Ridge leading Ridge Community 7 to nothing. Here it's no score in the ball game. 4.49 left in the first quarter. Bartow with the ball and a first down at the Auburndale 40 yard line. Corey Butler standing in the hole there on the 40. Eden change, changing the play again. Yeah, he's changing a lot tonight. You hear him calling out a lot of different signals to KJ. Right now they're in a cover three, guys. And when he sees them in cover three, that gives them a little more help. Here's the snap. Hand off to Glover. Glover up the middle. Up, He's got some good positive yardage. Pick up about three on the play. Second down. Hard to, It's hard to find Glover sometimes. Turtle, they call him. Yeah. And when he gets behind those big linemen, he wiggles in and... Got some part of the yard. Give him four yards, make it second and six. It's turned out to be just a gorgeous night here in Auburndale. The undefeated Yellow Jackets and the undefeated Bloodhounds. Second and six here for Bartow. Valentine will send two receivers on the near side of the field. That's Butler and Thomas. On the far side, Taylor. And Glover in the uh, formation behind him here. Valentine wants to throw and across the middle. He's got his receiver, and it's going to be complete. Thomas up the sideline. Thomas breaks one tackle into the end zone. Touchdown, Marta. What a great job. I mean... We got a player down, a uh, lineman down for Bartow, but he had Smith right in the flat, and it looked like he was going to dump it to, Slit, to Smith, but then he looks up and he sees uh, Thomas, and Thomas is, is kind of streaking towards the sideline and hits him in a stride, and Thomas cuts it back up the middle and uh, just outruns everybody for a touchdown. Yeah, he had two, he had two options there. You saw the wide receiver. He was running a post pattern, and he was wide open. He had his defender beat by about three yards, and he's got his hand up all the way down the field. Yeah, I love those plays where it gives it gives your quarterback two or three options. We do have a timeout on the field for an injury, and it's one of the Bartow linemen who is still down on the field. We're going to take a break here before the extra point. Uh, Bartow in front, 6 to nothing, 3.37 to play in the first quarter. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Today's broadcast is presented in part by Pallet One, now seeking employees, offering competitive pay, great benefits, and a safety-first environment. Join Pallet One for a stable, long-term career as part of a fast-paced, dedicated team. Pallet One is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's a cricket budgie, you pull it here, and we are proud to be sponsored of Yellow Jacket Broadcasting here at WBF. If you're looking for any kind of good-use parts, give us a call here at 863-533-0568. That is 863 833 0568. 
In today's complicated financial world, it's nice to know that Steve Wright & Company is there, helping you utilize your resources more effectively as you work toward your financial goals from tax returns to retirement plans and all the stops in between. Rely on Steve Wright & Company on Avenue H in Winter Haven. Kaysen Mullis on to attempt the extra point here for the Yellow Jackets from the hold of K.J. Valentine. Update on the injured player here in just a moment. Valentine waiting for the snap. And it's here. Mullis, sure-footed kicker, right up through the uprights. It's perfect. 3.37 to play in the first quarter. Now Bartow 7 and... Auburndale, nothing. The injured player is number sixty-six. That's uh, that's Jalen uh, Jalen um, third. third, and uh, we think uh, Mike had a Mike had a pretty good view. Said he rolled up that ankle, and and big guy like that. He's he's what uh, two sixty, Mike. All day long. All day long. And uh, you get that kind of pressure rolling on an ankle, it could be tough. They need to get some ice on him right now. That much I know. He's a senior. Uh, excuse me. He's a junior offensive lineman. He wears number 66 here for the uh, Yellow Jackets. Looked like uh, the, the right ankle, uh, like Mike said, got a little bit rolled up on him. So uh, he did. He did. He limped off under his own power, not putting a lot of pressure on that on that right ankle. So uh, he's now on the bench, getting uh, attention, and we're ready to uh, kick off here. But 40-yard uh, touchdown pass, from KJ Valentine to Thomas. And Varto with an early lead, 7-0 here in the first quarter. Score update with the Fort Meade Victory Christian game, 21-7, Fort Meade. That game probably just now, if not already in the second quarter, with the Miners well in hand there. Back deep to receive for Auburndale. That is going to be ETN along with Pritchard. Mullis has it all teed up at the 40-yard line. Virtually no wind here at the stadium tonight. If there is, there's a small breeze across the field. Sails over everybody's head deep into the end zone for a touchback. I kind of like the way he put that little backspin on the ball. Yeah. When it hit the ground, it come back. I yeah. mean, so dropping that on the one-yard line would have been nice to, you know, pop it back maybe to the three- or four-yard line. That was like Jeff sticking a pitching wedge from about uh, 65 yards and spinning it back. <laughs> if I believe you. I was going to tell the same joke on Bruce. Would you believe me if I said <laughs> First and ten for the Auburndale Bloodhounds. And, Bruce, they've only had one, or Mike, they've only had one offensive possession, and that ended in an interception. One play. Yes, yes. So let's see what Auburndale can do. The quarterback is number 12. It is Chad Williams, the sophomore quarterback. First and ten from his own 20-yard line. Left-hander. Jackets with a four-down lineman. Here's the snap, and he's going to hand it off. Up the middle goes the running back. He's got some daylight. He's got some room. He's into the secondary. There goes Cox, Deion Cox. Yeah, right off the right side. He just had a hole, and he just took off. A lot of running room there. First and 10 for Auburndale, all yeah. the way out to the 35-yard line. I think that was Williams that saved a touchdown, too. Speaking of Williams, we should mention that Jason Williams, who did not play last week, is also out this week with an injury maybe We'll get him back next week for the district game at Auburn. I mean, uh, Winter Haven. Yeah, and, and the great thing about it is, you know, Smith steps up so big, it gives you the opportunity to give him another week and not try to force him back so quickly uh, where he gets injured again. From the shotgun, here's a snap again. They hand it off to the... Uh... Bless you. That was uh, the running back. Uh, that's number 13 for Auburndale, and he is brought down... 
by uh, Williams again, along with a couple of Bartow uh, defensive tackles. I be was, second down and about six. I You're, was trying to fight it off. You okay? I was trying to fight off. Don't the fight it. <laughs> just, just nudge me. We got it. And guys, something we failed to mention about this game, and I don't, I don't remember us here talking about. This is the game of the week. It sure is. Second time this year, Bartow's been involved in the game of the week. Yes. It's going to be second and six here for the Bloodhounds from their own 38-yard line. Again, in the shotgun, the quarterback, Williams, calls for the ball. Here it is. They fake the handoff. He wants to throw. The left-hander does, and the pass is incomplete. He tried to connect with uh, Jason McGow. Yeah, he had, a, he had a lot of mustard on that, and, and McGow cut in, and I thought I think he thought he was just going to turn around and, and hook right there. Guys, I'm going to give a shout-out to a good friend of mine, uh, Jay Lavasser, him and his wife Nicole are at home listening to the game. That's that's great. We always love people that are listening back home and give them a, a shout out. And here they come with the ice for our offensive line. Third and six here for the Bloodhounds. Again, the quarterback in the shotgun. That's Williams. Calls for the ball. Three receivers on the near side. Single receiver on the far side. They go to him. Oh, beautiful. And he threw into double coverage. And over there was big number six for the Yellow Jackets. Hampton. Hampton. He does a great job. He rode him the whole way and just sticks a paw out and gets a a paw out in front of it. I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. I forgot to tell you guys a while ago when I was talking to Coach Jolliffe on the sideline before we did the the, uh, cheerleading clinic thing that she was telling me, I believe it's her in-laws that live in Ohio, that they listen to the game every week and have been listening now for several years. Oh, well. So there's some more Ohio folks listening to Barfield Radio. Well, we got to get their name next week, but we'll say hello to Coach Jolliffe's in-laws, the greatest coach in the history of Bartow. Amen. And we're, since we're talking to Ohio, Mary and Jim up in Ohio, Coach Eden's parents. Yeah. Hi, hi to y'all tonight. Here's the snap, the kickoff, and I mean, excuse me, the punt, and wow, he boomed it all the way to the 20-yard line, and there's our man, Williams. Murray. Uh, Williams, number seven. Williams with a nice return, still on his feet, breaking tackles, and finally, it took about six Auburndale Bloodhounds to bring him down at the 45. Yeah, and they drove him back to the 40, and then he drove them back to the 45, so uh, a, a great return on a beautiful kick. Two Mr. Excitements. <laughs> well, Williams, Williams, we know he can turn it on, too. Uh, Murray wore number seven last year. That's why we get it so confused sometimes. Two minutes here left in the uh, first quarter. Bartow in front, seven to nothing. Mike, did they drop a flag on that play? They did drop a flag because I don't know if you can see it. Coach McGriff's having him a heck of a time down here dancing with this band. Well, I'll tell you another thing. Coach McGriff, the second greatest... Well, Rootin' Bar's right there with him. We've got so many good coaches, it's incredible. We love Coach McGriff. And uh, I'm, I'm afraid to say that the ice pack on third is on his knee okay. yep, and not his, yep. not his ankle. And that's scary. All right, so the penalty will move Bartow back to their own 30-yard line. It'll be first and 10 here for the Yellow Jackets. And again, Valentine will empty the backfield. Five receivers in the pattern. He's in the shotgun. <laughs> Thomas and Butler here on the near side of the formation. Again, first and 10 Bartow from their own 30-yard line. 
Two minutes left in the first quarter. Bartu in front, 7 nothing. They're going to put Thomas in motion. They fake it to him up the middle. There goes K.J. Valentine. And Valentine again. He'll get a first down as he crosses the 40. But, Bruce, he went to plant his foot again, and it slipped. Yeah, yep. And, and, and it might have been a good thing, although he is limping just a little bit. But, he's man, he's got a lot of heart. And um, he, uh, he did go to cut. And it gave out, and then I think he came down on that left wrist, Mike. He did. He left side. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets at their own 41-yard line. Again, that's going to be Thomas in motion, and this time they'll give it to Thomas. Thomas turns the corner, and Thomas up the sideline. He's got another Yellow Jacket first down. Thomas on that jet sweep with a burst of speed gets into Auburndale territory, down to the 47-yard line. First and 10, Bartow. Valentine takes the handoff, and this time he's given oh. the all. Oh, this time the jet sweep is sniffed out by Auburndale. And yeah, that was, that was a really bad read, and and uh, they he just got piled on. Yeah, he was standing there waiting for that one to come his way. They're going to lose about three, make it second down and 13 for the Yellow Jackets. Grandchildren are heading out. Bye, Miss Sailor. Bye, darling. Second and 13 here for the Yellow Jackets. Valentine in the shotgun. (laughs) He's coming back. Here's the snap. Valentine in the shotgun. Wants to throw it under some pressure. He breaks free, and he'll scramble back back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, he really did a good job. They they had him... uh, about six, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he gets almost back to the line of scrimmage, maybe loses a yard. They will move it back into Bartow territory down to about the 47-yard line, so they will lose a couple. Make it third and about 16. Is he taking them home? Yeah. They're tired. Third and 16 here for the Yellow Jackets. Bartow in front, seven to nothing. 11 seconds left here in the... First quarter, and they're going to wind the clock. It should have been running all the time, and they do not have to snap it. So that'll be the end of the first quarter. And there's the official horn. At the end of the first quarter, your score, Bartow 7 and Auburndale nothing. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. When you drive by Bartow Ford, you see a huge lot. But what you might not know is we have over 72 service bays and can customize your truck with lift, wheels, and tires. At Bartow Ford, we have you covered. Bartow Ford, we're different, and we prove it. Hi, it's Erin with Evolve Contracting. While there's no shortage of landscape and irrigation companies, you deserve the option that's the best fit for you. At Evolve, we offer 3D imaging and an irrigation program that saves you water, time, and money. Visit us at EvolveYourLawn.com. For over 50 years, Keith Spray Service has been serving Polk County with specialized treatment of delicate ornamentals, including rose bushes. Want to learn more about the treatments of ornamentals as well as expert lawn care? Call Keith Spray Service. Welcome back to Bruce Canova Stadium, formerly the Auburndale Citrus Bowl. And uh, we're here for Yellow Jacket football tonight, taking on the undefeated Auburndale Bloodhounds. Bartow comes in tonight's game at 4-0 as well. And the Yellow Jackets in front as we begin the second quarter here, 7-0. Bartow has the ball. They have it at their own 44-yard line. Let me check that, the 47-yard line. And they're facing a third and 16. Auburndale 
got playing a little cover two right here on third and long. They're going to bring somebody. K.J. Valentine in the little pistol formation behind him is the running back, Himes. Oh, and Corey Butler started streaking down the field like he was shot out of a cannon. Yeah, he looked, he looked beautiful. I mean, that's a highlight reel right there if they would have snapped the football. Yeah, he's all by himself. <laughs> the only fella in, in a white uniform that moved, and he was moving. <laughs> that will cost you he 50 was, push-ups on Monday. He was wide open. <laughs> So that'll pack up the Yellow Jackets even more. Another five yards for a false start. Make it third down in about 20 now. And he comes off the field, going to get a little chewing out. Hey, it happens to everybody. No backs. Empty backfield again. Five receivers in the formation for the Yellow Jackets. K.J. Valentine in the shotgun. Auburndale look again like they're going to bring some pressure. Here's the snap. And Valentine wants to throw downfield for Thomas, and it's incomplete. Yeah, Thomas Thomas ended up playing defensive back at the end of that throw as, as uh, Valentine overthrew him. The corner uh, had released and gone with him and had uh, a perfect interception if he doesn't tip it. Yeah, he saved that from happening. At the end of the first quarter, Lakeland Christian 14, Hardy 6. At the end of the first. Here in Auburndale, the Jackets are in front of the Bloodhounds. Seven to nothing. Barton now facing a fourth and about 20, so they're in punt formation. ETN will drop back to receive for the Bloodhounds. And K.J. Valentine will drop back to kick. You hear from Coach Beebe tonight? No. Here's the snap. A little high, but they get it down. Last oh, punt was nice. blocked. This one gets away. A low line, line drive kick. And it's going to be trickling all the way down yeah. to the 21-yard line, and that's where Auburndale will take over. Going to get a five-yarder, I think. It's going to, I don't think that's rough, and I think it's going to be running into the kicker. So I think you just take the ball and... So there was a penalty against Auburndale, as Bruce noted, running into the kicker, not roughing. I would not take that penalty. I would I would take... I would you got a nice it. kick. Yeah, Auburndale's putting a lot of pressure on him getting that ball away. <clears throat> they don't have to re-kick. Okay, and look at Coach Eaton on the fielder. He is asking why why re-kick. Yeah. I'll, I'll decline the penalty. Coach Eaton is, has his hands in the air literally saying, I don't want to accept the penalty. They don't have to re-kick. It's a personal foul. Now he's saying it's a personal foul. Now they're, now they're, okay, now, wait, now they, all right. Bruce, you were right, as you always are. They do not have to re-click. They decline a penalty. It's first down. Auburndale to 21. Yeah, that was a weird sequence. He did give the personal foul symbol, though, didn't he? Yeah, at the end. Now, if it's personal foul, you take it. But That'd be the first down. See, now he's just doing the, the kick. So, But he won't look over. Yeah, I know this guy. And he's... So when all is said and done, it turns out to be good flipping of the field for Bartow. The defense has the uh, Bloodhounds pinned back their own 21-yard line. First and 10, Auburn Hills were ready to start the second quarter. Yellow Jackets in front, 7 to nothing. Look at this little guy. Spider-Man. Auburndale with two wide receivers on the left, <laughs> two wide receivers on the right. The quarterback is Chad Williams. 
He's going to drop back in the uh, shotgun. Put one man in motion. Here's the snap. Handoff. Up the middle goes Pritchard. And Pritchard is caught at the line of scrimmage. He's not going much further. Just a just a beautiful job. That number, that number 88 popping out there. Yep, number 88. Jeremiah Martin. No gain on the play. It'll be second and 10. If anything, they lost a half a yard. At the end of the first quarter, the Frostproof Bulldogs, 16, Avon Park, nothing. Nice. Frostproof's a pretty good football team, guys. Have they played Fort Meade yet? Uh, no, Mike? sir. That's going to be a game. That's generally That Fort Meade Frostproof game is generally one of those that happens right toward the end of the season. Second and ten here for the Bloodhounds. Three receivers. Uh, Chad wants to throw. He does. The pass is going to be complete, but he's immediately tackled. He's going to lose a little That's bit more. McCall got the ball. But yeah, he... Jihad Brown on from the safety spot uh, on him the whole way, making the tackle. No gain on the play. It'll be third and ten now for Auburndale. Now's when you want to dial up some pressure here. You sending them, Bruce? I would. I mean, I really would. Uh, they're not afraid to throw the ball, Auburndale, and the... They don't look, they haven't tried to do anything, you know, zigzaggy. Everything's straightforward with them. We've got Davis, Bruce, Bird, and Martin on that defensive front here for the Yellow Jackets. I'd be bringing Stanley, too. Linebackers Stanley and Clark right behind that foursome. Third and ten. They're taking a long time here to get this play in. They sure are. Williams calling out the play. Two receivers on the left, two receivers on the right. And now Whistles will stop the play as Auburndale calls a timeout. I mean, how long do you get in between plays? Yeah, and that, the back judge here, the back official, he just knows he's not looking at no time, no nothing. Nothing. And, I mean, that was close to a minute, guys. We'll take a timeout with him as well. 10.09 left here in the first half. It is Bartow 7 and Auburndale nothing. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hello, Bartow. This is Joe DeCessory with Citrus Air Conditioners, your hometown air conditioning company. If you're looking to replace your old unit, Citrus Air has many units in stock and offers financing. Call us at 534-1171 or look us up online at citrusairinc.com. When looking for insurance coverage, consider the Ewing Blackwelder Induce Agency with offices in downtown Bartow. Ewing Blackwelder Induce Insurance with a wide range of insurance products to meet your every need. Becky Maslack, your local office manager. If you're looking for good food and good family time, look no farther than Beef O'Brady's in the Bartow Center South. Your Bartow Beefs is perfect for lunch or dinner for the whole family or whole team. Your Bartow Beefs, where game time meets family time. Welcome back to Yellow Jacket Football. We're at Bruce Canova Stadium. Yellow Jackets in front, 7 nothing. It's third down. Uh, yeah. And the quarterback, Chad Williams, is sacked in the backfield on a third and ten play. Bruce, nice pressure from that front four. Yeah, it was. That's uh, McKeon uh, Bruce. Big number, 52 for the Yellow Jackets with the sack. And he's going to lose about five on the play, make it fourth and 15. Yeah, he tried to step up in the pocket, and then he cut to the far side of the field, which would be to the Arvindale side, and Bruce was just waiting right there and just swallowed. He's going to put the uh, Bloodhounds in punt formation. Williams and Murray. You don't want to kick it to either one of those. They're about near midfield, so Barta should get good field position. Here's the snap and the kick. 
nice high kick, and it's going to bounce at the 45-yard line, and Murray will scoop it up. He cuts back across the field. He's got a blocker in front of him. Murray turns the corner, 40, 30. Murray up the sidelines. Oh, he took a coach out, too. And a nice return by Murray. Yeah, but there's some flags on their play. And Coach Eden is about 10 yards out on the field. He is he is uptight, guys. Yeah. And that was Stanley. Stanley was riding all over somebody, and you got to let him go at some point. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, it wasn't... Uh, uh, um, yeah, it was Stanley. Well, the referees will get to the middle of the field here and discuss this play, but... Uh, Boy, just any time you kick it to number seven, Williams, or number three, Murray, uh, they're always going to be dangerous. Yeah, and and that was a dangerous play, what they did. When when you, You've you got to come up and catch that ball, guys. We've talked about this time in and time out, Mike. you got to catch that ball. If you let it hit the ground, you most you need to let it go. Cause you, yeah, if you're going to let it hit the ground, you're you run away. Bad, huh? Yeah, you, you're running away from it if you let it touch the ground. So the penalty will move the Yellow Jackets back to uh, the Auburndale 49-yard line where it's first and 10 Bartow. First and 10 here for the Yellow Jackets at Auburndale's 49-yard line. Bartow in front, 7 to nothing. Got single coverage, guys. Got two backs in the backfield now. Glover and Thomas standing right next to, and it's going to be a little wildcat. This is Williams. Williams, the ball carrier, as he took the direct snap. And Williams will get about six yards. Yeah, and uh, just a, a, a great job by Thomas and and, uh, and Taylor uh, leading leading the block. They're going to give him about five, so we'll call it second and five. Valentine returns to the quarterback slot for the second and five play. Now at the Auburndale 44-yard line. The cheerleaders are rocking right now. They're all going down and doing their flips. Man, they're so much fun to watch. They really are. Here's the snap on this second down. Oh, now Valentine will look to the sideline. Coach Eden's been calling some audibles all game long. Got everybody just set, and KJ's ready. Here's the snap, and they're going to give it to Glover. Glover turns it on the right side of the formation. He breaks up the middle of the field, He's and Glover got a first down at the 35. He really did. He, turn, he turns his body sideways, Mike, and he slides up about three or four yards. Gets his shoulder straightened out, and then he's hit from behind, but taken for about five more yards. Yeah, absolutely. And you watch him going around that right side. He's standing right behind his blockers, and he's just he's hidden right behind him and just cuts that outside. There's single coverage again. Here's the snap, and again, they're going to give a goal. This time, Glover, he wanted to plan his foot, and he slid right out from underneath him. He's going to lose about five on the play. Yeah, Arbondale, I think, said enough of that. They came with a blitz. So that time they brought the, uh, the weak side linebacker, number zero. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to give you an example, Glover, like like Mike just said, he hides in behind those defense, those offensive linemen, kind of like me hiding behind Andy headed to the buffet. You know, that's what it's like. <laughs> that was a great call, Jeff. I, uh, Did you like that? Yeah. He better hurry up if he's behind me because I'm gone. <laughs> I got me a buffet. Yeah, you don't want to be behind him. That's yeah. for sure. Second and 15 here for the Yellow Jackets from the Auburndale 40-yard line. Now they're playing zone. Again, you got Williams in as the quarterback, a little wildcat formation. They're going to put one man in motion, and they're going to give it to him on the end of the round. And there goes the run by the there middle. And that is, uh, that's number eight. We haven't called his number much this year. That's uh, Galva because he's a corner. He's a defensive quarterback. And uh, I think after that, you may see him uh, running the jet sweep a little more often. Seven know, minutes left here in the first half. We yep. know Gal was a big hitter, but uh, he also has some speed. 
Better not get beat. And Gala took the little jet sweep from Williams, and uh, he picked up a big young bunch of yardage all the way out to the 20-yard line. So first and 10 Yellow Jackets at the Auburn Hill 20. Surprised to see number eight on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I had to look at his. I had to look at his name. I, if I saw him at corner, I'd have called it immediately. Well, they call him Rabbit too. We know that. that that's true. Yeah, he looked he like a rabbit it. on that play. Now they're playing tight coverage. First and ten. Here's the snap, and nope. Whistles will stop this play. Looks like easy. Was Auburndale on sides a little bit? No, uh, there's uh, illegal procedure against the Yellow Jackets is the call, but. Andy started a little, a little vocalizing out there. Yeah, was that number twenty? Glover, twenty-three. Twenty-three. He was him and the, another player. Yeah, uh, they were pushing off each other, and it just should have stopped. Yeah, but the the defensive tackle for Arbendale is about a hundred pounds heavier than he is, so I don't think you want to get into a scrum. And, and remember, Glover was on that team last year. Yeah, Auburn, He knows him. That's so. true. That's true. First and 15 here for the Yellow Jackets following the penalty. Glover will stay in as the deep back. Valentine, little shotgun formation. He wants to throw. The right-hander slings it. He's got Smith. Smith in the flat. Smith with a nice catch. And he's going to get about five on the play. Yeah, he he did a good job. He got uh, the penalty yard back. Yeah, he's back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, he, he just swings it out and uh, does a little crossing route, and then uh, Valentine kind of rolls with him. Nice little pitch and catch. Second and ten, Yellow Jackets right back to the line of scrimmage. Parto in front, seven to nothing. Valentine will check the sideline here for the play from the coach. He's got Thomas and Taylor on the far side of the formation. That'll be the right side got Butler and Glover on the near side, so an empty backfield. Tight end is Smith. Here's the snap. And they sling it out to Smith in the flat again. Big number 84 turns it upfield, and he tiptoes the sideline. He's going to have a nice play, and Mike, did he get a first down? First down, guys. He's going to be inside the 10-yard line. It was the exact same play, just the opposite side of the field. You see Aubendale, they're playing tight coverage. Now that they're getting closer to the end zone, they're playing really tight coverage, but nobody's on the tight end. So they run deep, and he just swings out into the flat. Well, the staff at timeout on the field for the mandatory water break. The staff at Lawrence Plumbing, they extend best wishes to the Yellow Jackets on their 2023 football campaign. Lawrence Plumbing has been serving Polk County for over 50 years. They handle both residential and commercial jobs. Everything from a plug drain to a complete installation. And like Bruce likes to say, they do the dirty work. They do the dirty work. Absolutely. 522 left here in the first half. Bartow in front, 7 to nothing. Mandatory water break on the field right now. And Bartow threatening again. Mike, they're actually inside the 10, about the 6. Right about right about the 8-yard line, guys. Yeah. But yeah, first, Eden first just called the beef to come see him. So looks like uh, we're getting pretty close to uh, uh, some beef being in the backfield. Bird making his way to <laughs> When you see big number 98 walking down the sideline, you, you can't miss it. Soon to be a Chippewa, Central Michigan Chippewa, yeah, big number 98. so great. First and goal for the Yellow Jackets from the eight-yard line. Twins left, twins right. Again, empty backfield for the Yellow Jackets. They'll put Thomas in motion. They'll fake it to Thomas. Valentine up the middle. He goes. Valentine toward the end zone. That's a touchdown. Yeah. An eight-yard touchdown run from Valentine. Wow. that Mike, I ain't getting it. I mean, that hole was 
Yeah, big it, enough for you or me to run. It was huge, guys. He faked the handoff, and he just turned it to the right side, and there was nobody standing there. So it was an easy eight-yard run for him. And earlier in the game, Alvindale was so disciplined, uh, staying back like that, looking for something, and that was just a big hole. We'll take it. K.J. Valentine with an eight-yard touchdown run, and Barton with their second touchdown of the night. He will stay in to handle the holding duties here for Kason Mullis. Dad up here with a video camera mm-hmm. on his phone taking pictures of his son. Here's the snap. The hold is good. The kick is up, and it sails right on through. Well, I tell you what, uh, they have improved so much. That snap was a little low and to his right, but but Valentine picked that ball, Mike, and put it right down on the ground. And if you get Mullis where he's he's on time with everything, he ain't going to miss. Right. We, you, you remember earlier during the game we were talking to his dad, and he said he was 15-15 so far since some little discussions and some things changed. Yeah, and, and all, all, that has, all that has to do with is spending t- 20 minutes at practice, either before or after, just with the snapper, the holder, and the kicker. It's all about timing. Yeah, but you were right. That snap was kind of behind KJ on that one, so he had to torque his body around a little bit to, uh, to field that ball and to be able to turn around and set it back down and still give Mullis a chance to put it up. That's quite a feat for him. Well, tell you what I love. I really like this team. Everybody, you know, kind of in their own time, they're coming over and talking to third, who's who's uh, still on the bench and got the ice. He's, he's now turned his body where he's able to watch the game. But uh, kids just keep coming up to him and talking to him. Paul says it uh, teed up at the 40-yard line, ready to kick off. Not leaving him there, you know, uh, isolated. Back deep to receive is uh, Pritchard. He stands at about the five-yard line. On the other side of the field is Etienne at about the 10-yard line. Virtually no wind here at Bruce Canova Stadium. Here's the kickoff, and it's going to sail right about the four-yard line, about the three, and that's taken by Pritchard. Pritchard cuts, makes one man miss, up the field he goes, and finally brought down at the 30-yard line. Yeah, I thought Pope was going to have him, and then Pope went to plant, and his feet slid out from underneath him, but a good return for Auburndale. Auburndale with good field position here. Four minutes, 53 seconds to play in the first half. And Auburndale trailing 14 to nothing. They're going to spot the ball down about 32. There's some bad spots on this field besides that 40 yard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the footing is just what's killing Bartow right now. Uh-huh. Like, like you said, you see the guys trying to cut. They, they lose their footing there. But you don't see the field really tearing up that much. So I don't know that it's the field giving away or maybe it's some of the tape that they have wrapped up around their, their foot. Maybe they've wrapped that tape a little bit further due to the ball of their foot where they're planting and trying to turn. Yeah, sometimes if you catch a cleat when you're doing that spat on the outside, uh, it'll it'll make it slip. First and 10 for the Auburndale Bloodhounds at their own 33-yard line. The low snap, it bounces to the quarterback, messes up the timing. He does a, a hold. Oh, my goodness, there's a Pritchard, hold. And Pritchard trying to bounce to the outside. Wow. He's going to pick up about four or five on the play. Oh, goodness. They were coming. To- that was a they – were, they were holding all over Davis. I mean, he had him by the back of the jersey. He had, that's ridiculous. And the white hat is – staring right at it. We had a very good play, uh, view of that play because it was coming right toward us and we could number nine, Davis, our big defensive end, really was struggling to get free. Second and and five. I get so frustrated with that, especially when they're sitting right there watching it. I mean, it just... 
Okay, I said enough. Chad Williams, the quarterback. He's going to drop back into the shotgun for Auburndale. Two receivers on the left side of the formation. Here's the snap. It's going to be a direct snap to number one, Pritchard. And he turns the corner, and he's going to be stopped right about the sticks. He might have it by a foot. Mike, I'm not 100% sure that was supposed to be a direct snap. I don't think it was. Because it, I think it fooled the quarterback more than it did anybody else. Yeah, I think maybe it was designed to go to the quarterback, and then he was supposed to hand it off, but I don't think it was supposed to be a direct snap. Oh, we got another guy down. Yellow jacket down on the field. It was enough for a first down, but there is a yellow jacket uh, player down on the field. Definitely not something we want to see during this game is to have you know key players going down. Especially with a district game next week, you know, at Winter Haven. While the uh, while the training staff attends to that player, we do not have a number on him. But let me give you a quick update. I hope Coach Peavy hadn't gone to bed yet, because Mulberry is leading Santa Fe Catholic twenty-seven to nothing. Oh no! Wait a minute, who picked Mulberry, Jeff? I think you and I did. I think so too. Uh, Let's see here. What else is going on? Oh, frostproof over Avon Park, twenty-three to nothing. I know. I have a seven-second delay. Lakeland Christian twenty-one, Hardy six. And the last score we had from uh, Fort Meade, 21-7. And that was Jeremiah Martin, the injured player. Good to see Bruce. He's jogging off under his own power. Yeah, ho- hopefully he just got uh, wind knocked out of him or something. I want to double-check. That's 88, right, not 98? Yeah. Okay. So that, no, that uh, is 98. That, that's that, Bird. That'll be Bird then. He's so big, he turns an 8 into the, to a 9 when he's facing us. So he, he got off on the field under his own power. First and 10 for Auburndale, 347 to play in the first half. Yellow Jackets in front, 14 to nothing. Here's the snap. Handoff. Pritchard with the ball. Pritchard hits the line into the secondary oh, now. No. Still on his feet. He's got a lot of daylight in front of him, streaking toward the end zone. Does he have the angle? Nope. And he's going to be brought down by Bartow. But the, where, did, where did they run? They ran right towards Bird's spot, guys. There he goes back on the field. And Bird quickly jogs back onto the field. Uh, they move it all the way inside the five-yard line on a big run by Pritchard. And I'm not saying that's anybody's fault. I'm just, that's big coincidence. Getting a little chill in the air now. Feels, Feeling good. Feels good, doesn't it? Good to be outdoor. We're, we're at where the visitor stands with our Yellow Jacket fans here at Auburndale High School on the north side of the uh, the field. we got the breeze at our back, and it just feels wonderful. Almost football weather. We can almost call it football Oh, weather. yeah. First I mean, and goal for the Bloodhounds. Perfect for Florida. And Mike, that ball's right about the five-yard line. Yes, sir. Let's see what Williams wants to do here. And there are going to be whistles on this play. It looked yeah. like uh, Auburndale was a little quick. Yes. That push him back a little bit. So that'll move to the five, make it uh, to the ten, rather. First and ten. First and goal. First and goal from the ten. Thank you. Reminder coming up at halftime. We have the SEC football report. Get you ready for all the action around the SEC uh, tomorrow. Congratulations to the Florida Gators. Big win over Tennessee. And that was that was a dominant win. And uh, I, that shocked the whole country. Shocked them right into the top twenty-five. It did. Shock me. <laughs> the Hurricane fan is shocked over there. Yeah. First and goal from the 10. Here's the snap. Low, but they get it to the running back, Pritchard. He dives across the line. Maybe a gain of one or two there, Bruce. Uh, Mike? Yeah, he's going to be just outside. Yeah, maybe they're going to spot the ball at about the six-yard line. 
give about four. Second down, clock runs 2.30 to play here in the first half. Uh, what's the score? And I, and I think with Auburndale's size on the line, I don't think you're going to see them try to go over the top or around the corner. I think you're just going to see Auburndale try to go right through the middle on Bartow on this. I hope your dad ain't listening on the app. Chad Williams, the quarterback for Auburndale, in the shotgun. And timeout. Auburndale coach has already passed the numbers when he called the timeout. Well, he ain't got to worry about no delay of game. He could just walk out on the field. Uh, yeah, nobody's keeping time in the backfield for them. There you go. Uh, at the end of the first quarter, Winter Haven nothing, Lakeland nothing. Hmm. Well, here at uh, Auburndale, it is 14 to nothing. Dad, in case you're listening. <laughs> Two oh, minutes good of, call, son. 204 <laughs> left in the game, or the first half, rather. I'm all discombobulated. Yeah, you are. Hey, guys, we're going racing tomorrow at Texas for the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series on Sunday, the opening round of the playoff of 12. We're down to 12 now. Denny Hamlin with the win at Bristol over the week uh, last weekend. So, uh, Boy, he got booed. He sure did. Not a popular win, but he was he was loving it. He was loving it. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's weird. You know, Bush moves over to uh, uh, our – RCR, and all, all of a sudden they start cheering for him. And uh, Hamlin knocks Larson out of one race, and now he's the devil. He's the, he's the bad one. Following the timeout, second and goal here for the Bloodhounds from the six-yard line. And it picks up in the backfield, and the quarterback is dropped. That's a blitz coming by Murray, or uh, uh, Williams. He just grabbed him, wrapped him up, and slung him down. That's a great call uh, by the by the defensive coordinator. That's a pretty tackle. And Mike, they're going to move that ball all the way to the to, ten to the ten yard line. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. To, to the ten. Mike Ayers right there on the sideline. Excellent vantage point. Third and goal now for the Hounds from their own ten yard line. Just in two receivers on the near side. Single receiver on the far side. Pritchard is the running back sitting right next to the quarterback, Williams. Here's the snap. And they fake it. Oh, the Statue of Liberty Statue play. Of Liberty. And they get it to Pritchard. He's not going to make the end zone. That was a beautiful play, though. Yes. It's a thing of beauty when it works. It's really cool. So, Bruce, do you take the three here? Or do you try to pound uh, it? Yeah, in? you go for it here. But uh, that was Bird that ran him down, wasn't it, Mike? Well, he had a hold of him, and once he had that claw on him, he wasn't going anywhere. You saw it just bend him right over. <laughs> Clock runs at 48 seconds to play. Well, they've got one timeout left. They'll probably let this run all the way down if, if they were smart. And then call timeout right before. Well, they could let it run down to one second with this crew. Yeah, I was fixing to say, there's nobody, there's nobody watching it. Fourth and goal for the Bloodhounds at, their, at the five-yard line. Everybody's screaming, clock, clock, clock. And finally, there's a timeout. This one's going to be called by Bartow. Yeah, somebody needs to go get in that White Hat's rear end right now. They are ridiculous. So Yellow Jackets take a timeout. 22 seconds left here in the first half. Bartow is in front, 14 to nothing. And Auburn Hills facing a fourth down, fourth and goal from the five-yard line. 
Bruce, I know you were visiting with the grandkids, mm-hmm. the granddaughters. You didn't hear get a chance to hear Coach uh, Eden's pregame comments. And uh, we let him pick Ohio State this week, or we gave him that option. Mm-hmm. Ohio State playing Notre Dame this week in mm-hmm. South Bend. And uh, Coach Eden picked Ohio State to win. As he, being from Ohio, he I'm would. shocked. You were surprised. But we also gave him the Alabama old Miss game to pick. And he went with uh, Alabama. He went with Alabama? He sure did. Oof. I think Kiffin was going to put them all, put it all over him. So we'll uh, see how that how that works out tomorrow. I do agree with him on Ohio State this week, though. Fourth down, fourth and goal. Wouldn't hurt my feelings. Trying to uh, trying to draw them, guys. Trying yeah, to draw. trying to make Barto jump. Now they're going to put one man in motion. Again, holding everybody, holding. Quarterback clapping his hands. How much? I mean. And now a timeout taken by Auburndale. So Bartow held their own. They didn't jump. They didn't fall for the fake. I would give one of those coaches 20 bucks to say something to that white hat. Uh, do we have a clock? i got another 20 I'll give you on that one. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, the back official for when Bartow's on offense, of course, he's back there, and it's like almost every play we're starting to get the countdown. You know, and I haven't seen a countdown start for Auburndale not one time. And, you know, I think some of their plays have been excessive amounts of time. There's been a couple that I can think of right off the bat, yeah. Like all of them. All right, 22 seconds. They couldn't get Bartow to jump on the fourth down play. I still would watch the ball tight on this one. I mean, they, they didn't get them that time, but who's to say they just don't come right back at it? Well, if, if I'm Auburndale, I I go on on uh, first word right now. Uh, first word, boom, we're gone because they've got Bartow. They know they're freezing. They know they're holding back. So first, first sound, we're going. Following the timeout, here comes the Auburndale Bloodhound offense onto the field. Williams, again, in the shotgun. Single receiver to the left, single receiver to the right. Fourth and goal, 22 seconds to play in the half. Here's the snap, and they're going to give it to big number four. He finds an opening and into the end zone for a touchdown. <clears throat> Calhoun with the touchdown. Just a little off-tackle dive play. Yeah. Nothing fancy. Four-yard touchdown run by Calhoun, and Auburndale is on the board with 18 seconds left in the first half. That's going to send the kicker on the field to attempt the extra point. Oh, check that. They're going for two. Going for two, guys, it looks like. They're going to leave the offense. So uh, Williams will stay on the field. The quarterback stays on. They're going to go for two. I got a pretty nice punter. I guess he's not the kicker, too. So the offense will go for a two-point conversion here. Jacket defense will line up. Williams in the shotgun. Put one man in motion. It's a low snap, and it's bobbled up in the backfield. Nice pressure by the Jackets. And it's no good. A great job by Murray as he came up uh, from the from the safety position and makes that stop. So the two-point attempt is no good. Bartow will have a 14-6 lead with 18 seconds left here in the uh, first half. You know, they haven't run any razzle-dazzle or anything. And right there they try to run a, a little bit of a, a jet sweep type uh, motion. Uh, and didn't didn't fool anybody on the Bartow side. 
The Yellow Jackets are now set to receive the uh, kickoff here with just 18 seconds left in the uh, first half. Bartow with two touchdowns uh, tonight. K.J. Valentine, a 40-yard touchdown pass to Thomas, opened up the scoring. And then in the second quarter, it was an eight-yard touchdown run by the quarterback, Valentine. Mullis added the extra points on both of those, and it's 14 to nothing, or 14 nothing at the time until Auburnale just here in the final seconds of the first half added a four-yard touchdown run. So this is number 36 on to a kickoff. That's Payne, Cameron Scott Payne, the senior kicker for Auburndale. Back deep, you have Taylor and Murray. Murray will take it at the five. Murray straight up the gut. There he goes, Murray. And he's going to be wrapped up just as he crosses the 25 to the about the 24-yard line. Murray or was that Galvin again? Is that eight? That's eight or eight, three. That was eight. You're eight. right. Number eight. Galvin must have impressed doing something in practice this week. Getting more touches tonight. Yeah. Guys, it looks like Fort Meade's kind of slowing up a little bit. The score now is 21-14. Oof. The Miners over Victory Christian. Okay. Is that going to half yet, Mike? That's past, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's past yeah. half. Okay. They were halftime while ago. They gotcha. started at seven. All righty, first and ten here for the Yellow Jackets. They're in shotgun. They would simply just take a knee and head to the locker room. Clock winds, and that'll be the end of the first half. Bruce, what'd you like? I liked everything. I, I, I liked uh, the way Bartow moved the football. Uh, defensively, we were outstanding. Uh, gave up that one play when when Bird came off. Uh, that just happened to be the unfortunate time where they uh, broke to the to the second second layer, and um, they were able to score off of that. But um, both offense and defense once again playing uh, very disciplined, uh, playing very good football right now. Well, we will uh, send it back to the studios. Uh, Sean and Lori holding things down in, in Bartow for us uh, tonight at the studios. And we have the uh, SEC football report all set to roll your way uh, tonight. As it uh, looks like both bands will be performing here uh, for halftime. So get a little treat. Your score at halftime, the Bartow Yellow Jackets 14, the Auburndale Bloodhounds 6. And you're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Welcome back to Bruce Canova Stadium. We are at halftime tonight. The Bartow Yellow Jackets at 4-0, taking on the 3-0 Auburndale Bloodhounds. And it's been a very good ball game. Yellow Jackets in front, 14-6 over Auburndale. Bartow got on the board first on a big 40-yard touchdown pass from Valentine. And then uh, Valentine with an 8-yard touchdown run. And then late in the first half, Auburndale with a... uh, so a four-yard touchdown run, a little off-tackle play to, to get within, uh, well, within a score, I guess. Bruce, the bands look good tonight, both of them. Yeah, unfortunately, we uh, only got to look at the back of them. That's, that's the only bad part about sitting on the visitor side in an away game. Our Bartow band was here and uh, with the, the mad genius John Ekman, and they played two songs tonight, so... Uh, they're moving right along, so hopefully next week. Are we home next week? We are home next week against Winter Haven. So we'll get to see uh, two, maybe three songs next week. So we're, we're, we'll be excited about that as well. I want to give you a quick update on the uh, injured Yellow Jacket, number 66, the offensive uh, ly- lineman uh, uh, Jalen Thread. Uh, uh, the EMTs that are here at the station, or excuse me, here at the stadium, 
they came over and evaluated him, and uh, they determined, I guess, no further action is needed. Uh, we thought for a minute he might be taken to the hospital for some x-rays, maybe some just some checking out, but he is uh, still on the bench. He finally took off his shoulder pad. Yeah. So yeah, you know, he, he, he hadn't moved from that position. He needs to go to the hospital. Yeah, he well, he may sit up once the team gets back over. He may just be relaxing because he, while he had his pads on everything else, uh, while the game was going on, uh, he was actually sitting up and watching. Uh, but then maybe that adrenaline slows down, and that's when when the pain kind of kind of seeps in. We we hope it's nothing major. Uh, Coach McGriff uh, was was uh, standing down there. And uh, if it, I think if it was anything of any real significance, like an emergency type thing, McGriff would have made sure that they would have put him on an ambulance and taken him to the hospital. So uh, parents can take him uh, over the weekend to a clinic, hopefully, and get him checked out. And hopefully it's just a little sprain of some sort. Yeah, and the concern is the right knee, that, that area there. Yes. Yeah. They've got the foot elevated right now. That's why he's lying back. Just realize this, Auburnale will get the uh, second half kickoff, yes. and yes, they, they scored late. In, they, they did a Belichick. They did a Belichick. They scored late. They're going to get the ball to start the third quarter. Yeah, well, Belichick hasn't been doing that well without Brady. But um, the uh, defense has been playing well. Now they're well-rested. Uh, I don't think any real adjustments needed to be made. Mike, I don't know if you heard anything uh, during halftime, but uh, – seems to me they just need to keep playing the same kind of football. And, and that's exactly what Coach Eden told the guys. He said, you're winning this game. You know, they've had a couple of mistakes, but ultimately you're winning this game. You're winning this game up front. You're winning this game in the backfield. You're winning. What a great kick. And Kaysen Moss will send it into the end zone for a touchback. That, that ball was headed for the Tracy McGrady Gymnasium. Yeah, it was. And uh, he's he's... He was talking to some cheerleaders uh, and some fans. I think he's got his own little fan section on the sideline. Uh, at, at halftime, he couldn't cross over where the band mat was, so he was having to holler to the girls, and I think they really enjoyed it. But uh, uh, that put a little more adrenaline in him, and he just wailed it. Yeah, they he made, holl- him, made him a promise. Watch where I kick this ball. <laughs> yeah, they were hollering back. All righty, here we go. Start the third quarter. Yellow Jackets in front, 14-6. Auburndale will take the first possession here of the third quarter. First and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Quarterback is Williams. He's in the shotgun, takes the snap, and he will hand it off. Running back tries to make some move. He's caught in the backfield and thrown for a loss. That's Underwood, number 13. And uh, Davis again on the tackle from that defensive end spot. He's he's just uh, he's brutal. You know he's not he doesn't look very big because the three guys beside him are pushing 300 pounds. But he's a big guy and quick. Yeah. They're going to give him about a yard on the play. Make it second down and nine here for the Bloodhounds. Single receiver to the left. Two receivers on the right of the formation. They're going to put one man in motion. Now here's the snap, and again, up the middle goes Underwood from the handoff from Williams, and the Jackets are there to bottle him up for a little gain. Yeah, the they, they moved uh, with the uh, with the motion, and they they slid Murray over the top, and uh, the, the strong safety, uh, Williams, 
he shot down to the to the uh, line of scrimmage, and basically they just piled him up right there. Alrighty, so it'll be third and nine here for the Bloodhounds. The opening possession of the third quarter. Jackets in front, fourteen to six. Offensive line gathering here on the bench. Yeah, Coach Eden right in front of them. Third and nine. Let's see what Auburndale can do here. Williams in the shotgun. Underwood standing right next to him. Two receivers on the near side of the formation. Yellow Jackets thinking about bringing some pressure. Here's the snap. Williams wants to throw. He's got one-on-one on the far side. It's going to be overthrown. That was a great job. That was good That's a bad call. That is a terrible call. They threw a flag? They threw a flag. It looked like he he was just... He was foot-to-foot with him and tripped. Terrible call. Really is. They did drop a flag right at midfield. This is going to be pass interference, I guess, against Bartow. And that's basically what you what you hope for. You hope to get single coverage and maybe get a little break or a, or, or a penalty, and they got the penalty. This is not a spot foul. And that's one thing that uh, Bartow didn't have a lot of in the first half. That was a bad call, though. That wasn't, that wasn't an interference call. He didn't push off on him. He He's got just as much right to the football as the receiver does. And if he's looking back for the football, there should never be a flag thrown. First and 10 for the Bloodhounds at their own 35-yard line. Here's the snap to Williams. Williams again wants to throw. Same pattern, same throw. And again on the far side of the field. And another flag. Yeah, that was. That was. That was. Listen, they're going to keep going there. I mean, because they know they got that official throwing that flag every time now. Yeah, that was a safety uh, that time. Uh, or they had pulled Hampton. And uh, they put in a different corner. And he gets called. That was number 14. Brown. Jihad Brown. So another 15-yard penalty marched off against the... Yellow Jackets. I'm just going to continue throwing it up until it, you know, until they stop calling it. I would too. Uh, and that time, uh, Brown was not looking back for the football, and he was uh, hindering the guy from making any adjustments. So that, I mean, I can't argue with that call. Now Hampton's back at uh, corner again. Going to move the ball into Bartow territory. First and 10 at the Yellow Jacket 49-yard line for Auburndale. And again, he wants to throw. Looking to that side of the field, he's running out of time. Now he's going to scramble Williams, and he's going to be brought down. And there's another flag. What are they going to call that one? Yeah, they're going to get Bartow for, uh, you know, when he tackled him. I don't guess he got off, felt like he didn't get off even fast enough, or they're going to get it on like a helmet-to-helmet or something. That's good. Yeah, this is going to get, this is just. Uh, yeah, and this is where this crew has always uh, fallen apart. I mean, they, uh, they're they talking about it at midfield, but it. Uh, I've known this crew ever since I was coaching, and the white hat is, is absolutely horrible, and uh, the guys around him are, are not a whole lot better. And they're going they're to say head-to-head or helmet-to-helmet contact, so three plays. Three 45 yard yards. penalties yards. against the uh, Yellow Jackets. And he was looking for that deep pass again. So that's going to move it inside uh, Yellow Jacket t- 
30-yard line to the 29, first and 10, Auburndale. Well, what? So does those yards count for Auburndale or those counts for the officials? <laughs> I don't know, but there's some kind of timeout now. Timeout on the field. We'll take a timeout as well. Yellow Jackets in front, 14-6. to six. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Now this Hello, it's Sheriff Grady Judd. I'm here to talk about the 20-buck truck. This is the seventh year that the Kelly Automotive Group has donated a truck. Proceeds from this event are given back to the kids. Be sure to go to 20bucktruck.com and get your ticket today. The Witten McLean Funeral Home of Bartow and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade hold high the responsibility placed on them, offering you the personal attention and distinctive service you deserve. Witten and McLean, synonymous with service. Are you crazy for customer service? So are we. Here at Spatulers, we realize that our complete customer satisfaction is essential to our success. With our friendly and knowledgeable staff, you'll feel right at home as soon as you walk through the door. This is more than just a job. It's our love and passion. Come see us. Emily at Spatulers. First and 10 for the Auburndale Bloodhounds at the Yellow Jacket 29-yard line. Here's the snap to Williams. Williams will hand it off. That's Underwood. And Underwood is thrown for a loss. Second down. Bartow's made a little adjustment. What they've done is they brought the corners up tight, and they're doing press covers right now. They're not letting them get off the football right away, and you're able to jam them at the line of scrimmage. And that that stops that that little uh, go route. Second and ten now for Auburndale. The Hounds have marched down the field on three consecutive 15-yard flags against Bartow. Two pass interference and then a helmet-to-helmet contact, personal foul call. So, see what happens here. Second and ten at the Yellow Jacket 29. Bartow in front, 14 to six. Williams looks to the sideline. Sophomore quarterback wears number 12. He'll call the play. Got two receivers on the near side of the field. There's got to be a flag. It's taking an awful long time. Got to throw it. A six. He's counting seven. There's the snap, and they hand it off to Underwood. Underwood tries to turn the corner on the right side, and he's knocked out of bounds. he got flags over here. There's an Auburndale player way deep in the bench over here for Auburndale, for, uh, on the jacket bench. Well, what, the, what, the back, <clears throat> what the back judge does is when it gets down to 35 seconds or 20, uh, to 20 sec- uh, five seconds, he starts counting, and he gets five waves like the stupid uh, Seminole uh, chant. And um, he did seven. Now, I don't understand that one, Mike. Yeah, I don't think he knows when to throw the flag. I think he's just letting him know, hey, I can count to ten. So the referees are now motioning. It's going to be a penalty against Auburndale. Dead ball, Auburndale. The Auburndale player drove the Yellow Jack player all the way, almost to the track. Yeah, and that's where that's where the press coverage comes in. I mean, the receiver gets frustrated and, and wants to do something about it. And uh, fortunately, they got... We get back 15 of those unearned yards. Now it's going to be second down and 25 for the Hounds as the ball will now be marched back to the 42-yard line. Yeah, 43, we'll call it. I'll tell you what. The, the guy with the marker, he's not doing a very good job. He's about a yard off of where the ball is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's been that way all night. <laughs> okay. He's re- literally right in front of us, and 
It's a yard. Oh, it's yeah. It's third down, third and about 25 because the dead ball, the down counts. So it's third and 25 or 24 if you're the. Yeah, if they, if they bring it back to where he's got it marked, they'll be one yard closer to the end zone. And that's where the ball's going to be placed next time. Too, that's though. what I'm saying. Now the referees will stop play again. There's some confusion going on. They're checking with Coach Eden. What time is kickoff for the Gators tomorrow? 7.30. We might make it. Now they're marching back. They didn't get the... This is very confusing. We're sorry. We don't... Now they're... They're going to sideline now. They're respotting the ball. Moving the marker back. It's going to be third and nine is where he's... What is he doing? What was that? Now they're going to... Okay, now they're going to march off the 15 from that point. Coach Eden's giving the thumbs up, so this must be the right call. So now let's see what happens. Guys, I think we got a final here. 21-14, Fort Meade. Nice. That's one. The Miners remain undefeated on the year. Yeah. All right, now let's see. Wait a minute. Oh, he's lined up now. He's good. Actually, I think he's a little far. That's almost the same spot they were a minute ago. Yeah. Okay, now it's third and 25. I think we're ready for the Bloodhounds. Third and 25 from the Yellow Jacket 48-yard line. And again, referees standing over the ball were waiting for something. Now they're talking over there to the Auburndale sideline. Let's see if... All righty. Third and long if Galva going to do press coverage again. Single coverage with Galva on the near side. All right, here we go. Third and 25 for Auburndale. Can't release him to the inside. Here's the snap. Williams looking to throw. He's under some pressure. Now he's going to scramble. Williams with the ball chased by Williams. Jeremiah and he slings it out of bounds. Incomplete. Big number 88, Barrelin on the quarterback. And he threw it out of bounds. Uh, Fourth down. Yeah, he just, intentional he just, grounding. Uh, you, you can't throw it away in high school ball, I think. Yeah, and he just threw that one completely away. There was That's nobody even close, unless he wanted to throw an interception. That's the loss of down, too, isn't it? Well, it was yes. down. So what do you do? Do you back him up and give him another? Be, no, I make, I, make make him, him, I make him punt. Punt. Well, this game has started, stopped, started, stopped. Yeah, all, all it, it, just, it just shows you uh, how inept this, this crew is. It's fourth and 25. 7-14 to play here in the third quarter. Yellow Jackets in front, 14-6. to six. What game was it? was it? Was it the Fort Meade game where we had the 555 type uh, referees out there? Yes, yeah. because that was part of the issue. At the, it was in, a big issue. At the end of the half. And... and uh, Eden's going to take it. Uh, loss of down, it'd be fourth down. I'd take it. You take the penalty. So they will march off the penalty. So it's, uh, it'd be, it'll still be fourth down. The ball's going to be spotted at the 45-yard line of Auburndale. Down marker says four on it, so it's fourth down. And they need to get from the 45 of Auburndale to the 20 of Bartow. Murray will drop back in punt formation along with Williams to receive the kick. Now, if you ever wanted to fake a punt and fool everybody, this would be it. 
there's too much on this game to, to try that. I mean, yeah, I'm all I, for I, you, and I would, I agree. I would I'm, I'm all for you, and I'd do that sometimes, but I, just too much on this game. Now they're uh, talking again. Uh, the referees are talking to the Auburndale sideline. This is incredible. And then another delay. I just don't understand how much. I mean, we've not even we're not even four minutes. We're a little over four minutes into the third quarter, and it's been twenty minutes now. And uh, let's see, ninety yards in penalties. So the referee now returns to his position, and it is going to be fourth down, and that's going to send the punt team onto the field. Auburndale, I guess, wanted clarification of the call. Probably not happy with it, but he got it. So yeah. it's fourth and 37 or so, 36. I think bonuses may be given out for yardage from penalties in the second half or something like that. Get that guy out there. That's too many people. Okay. Galva checks off. Glover is on. Jacket showing some pressure here on this punt. Him. Here's the snap. Nope. And the kick is away, and it's going to bounce right into the hands of Murray at the 15-yard line. He crosses the 30, Murray at the 35. Murray runs into Williams yeah. at the 35. Yeah, he was coming down. Uh, he was going down anyway, and I, I, I think Williams might have just lightened the blow a little bit. But a uh, good field position for Bartow to start out the second half. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets at their own 35-yard line. 7.07 left here in the third quarter. Bartow in front, 14-6. You know, since 1966, the Bartow Community Service Center has been empowering people and inspiring change. Support their mission to help Bartow families get out of crisis by visiting their thrift store on East Summerlin Street in downtown Bartow. Help us be epic. Hats off to Randy and the crew down at the Community Service Center thrift store in downtown Bartow. All righty, here we go. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets. A handoff over to Himes, and Himes turns the quarter. We got a flag on the play, but he Himes gets good yardage. Gosh, guys. Of course we do. Did we have any flags in the first half? Holding against the Yellow Jackets is the call. There's a few, but this is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's like they they woke them up. They woke up. They said, what are we doing? We haven't called any penalty. So they will march off 10 yards from the spot of the foul. The ball all the way back to the 27-yard line. First down, Bartow. Hey, you want to talk? <laughs> Say your name. Say hi. My name's Katie. Name. My name's Katie. Hey, Katie. How you doing, buddy? Good. Okay, I'm T's cousin. I'm T's cousin. You mean Murray? M- Mr. Murray? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm glad you have you at the game tonight, buddy. Say thank you. Thank you. You got it, my Talk friend. <laughs> Bye. Go, go Barto, right? <laughs> there you go. Go Barto. <laughs> There's your future. There's your future right there. Yeah, look, he wants more. Here we go. First down for the Bartow Yellow Jackets. Fake throw off. Valentine wants to throw. He's going to tuck and run. And KJ Valentine. Oh, that was a that was a big blow. But I think the the corner or the linebacker took more punishment than Valentine did. That's definitely what happened. And uh, number twenty got trucked. What he was just collateral damage yeah. on the sideline. Yeah, he wasn't. He, he wasn't. My little guy. He's wanting the mic back. He wasn't. Uh, uh, 
Burgess, he was paying like, attention. Yeah, he was he just got of. trucked. So Burgess, I mean, uh, Valentine there with a nice run, make it second down and about, we'll call it a, about four here for Bartow. Spot the ball at the Yellow Jacket 41-yard line. And as Valentine was going out of bounds, Auburndale laid a shot on him. But as Bruce mentioned, it looked like Valentine laid more, more of the shot. Empty backfield for Valentine. Five receivers for the Yellow Jackets. Himes in motion, and they will fake it to Himes. It's Valentine up the middle. He goes. Valentine, he gets maybe two. It's going to be third down. I want to say hello to the Gwen family. we got uh, Josh and Reagan and William and Lindsay all listening, and uh, Pat Pittman. Uh, we made a bunch of Seminole fans happy, well, I guess, when we did the, told them the, somebody who was doing the tomahawk chop. Uh, oh, the, the, referee. The, the referee was. Yeah. Timeout on the field for the mandatory water break. Gives us a time to check the scoreboard, see what's going on. Mike already gave us the one final tonight. Fort Meade goes to uh, 4-0 on the year with a win tonight over Victory Christian. Elsewhere, let's see what we can find. I know Coach Peavy wants that Mulberry score. I think they're coming to get that kid. You and I want that Mulberry score, Jeff. That's right. We sure do, don't we? They're going to put the uh, injured, thank you, Andy, for noting that, the injured Yellow Jacket lineman who went down in the first quarter, they're going to put him on the back of the golf cart. They're going to put him in the golf cart. Good job. Good job, guys. I want to say hello to my great friend, uh, Jose Bristol. I coached with him for years, and uh, I love that guy. And it's the first time he's chimed in this year, so I want to say hello to, to Jose Getting the injured player into the golf cart, and they will drive him around over. Possibly take that young man. Yeah, get some treatment. I hope so. Third down for the Yellow Jackets. Mike's right there. They might be waiting for the golf cart to clear the bench bench area here for. After that last play, they sure want to, because number twenty has come over and sat on the bench. <laughs> I don't. I got trucked one time, guys, in a football game, and it's like. I don't know. It, I've never been in a bad car wreck, but i, I got to believe that's what it feels like to be in a bad car wreck when you get trucked like that. That's what it feels like. The injured player now on the golf cart driving around the track. He'll make his way over to where the ambulance is in the east end zone. Yeah, we're very happy about that. So here we go. Third down for the Yellow Jackets at the Auburn, at their own, uh, excuse me, at Bartow's 42-yard line. Third and about four. Valentine. Oh, oh and Bartow jumps. Oh, my goodness. That'll be five yards against Bartow. Make it third at about eight or nine. I think it took him so long that he forgot the snap count. And, and <laughs> Yeah, this game, I mean, this is just, this third quarter here is just drug on and on. I mean, we're just barely halfway over the, the third quarter. Here we go. Third and eight for the Yellow Jackets. Three receivers now on the near side of the field. For Bartow, Valentine in the shotgun. He takes the snap. Two-step drops. Throws a little high for Corey Butler. Incomplete. Boy, he had a first down if he puts that on the numbers. And we don't see him make bad throws much, Mike. Now, he just kind of let that one go on the top end. That's going to put Bartow in a punt formation. Fourth down and eight. Scoreboard update. You ready, Bruce? I'm ready. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Lakeland, seven. Winter Haven, six. Wow. We, we knew that was going to be a pretty good football game. 
You can stand up for this one if you want. Okay. Ponce in a 35, Tenor Rock nothing. Uh, you don't need to be laughing. And the Frostproof Bulldogs, 43, Avon Park nothing. Got the clock running over And it's there. a final. Everything's happy in Mulberry tonight. Mulberry, 59, Santa Fe Catholic, 3. That's <laughs> oh, a final. <laughs> oh. I snap. Valentine gets it down. Low line drive kick and taken at the 30. And his knee touched the ground. Down. He's down. down. He caught the ball with his knee on the ground, so he's down automatically in high school football. At the 31-yard line. Yeah, Valentine just got that kick away, man. That was a great job by him uh, to get the ball away on the high snap. And what's bad about that call there? When I mean, he took him so long to make that call. The guy was already five yards up the field before uh, he ever blowed the whistle down. I know it, Mike. I know it. But that's the same guy keeping the time, you know? What time? Uh, <laughs> good call. 5.48 to play in the third quarter. And Bartow in front, 14 to 6. Auburndale now first and 10 from their own 31-yard line. Coach Peavy just chimed in, and he said, yay, Mulberry, I don't know what for. (laughs) Chad Williams, the quarterback, he's in the pistol formation. Underwood right behind him. He'll turn, he'll give the ball to Underwood, and he's looking for some running room. Runs right into uh, big number 98. Yeah. And Davis is there as well, along with Williams. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's just like, like hitting a baller is what it's doing. Yeah. And, uh, my my brother Jose said he's been listening all season, and he finally decided to chime in. You got to do that more often, bro. Every week, Jose. Every week. <laughs> Second and ten here for the Bloodhounds from their own 31-yard line. 77 degrees on a. Uh, it's on getting a, colder too. On a half moon Friday night. Yeah, I think there may be like a blood moon or a, what do they call that a blue blue moon or what? What is it when they have two moons in one month? I'll, I'll check into that. Second and ten. Don't go getting dirty. Second and ten. Here's the snap and a slant across them over the middle is good. They're going to call it a catch. And that was. ETN with the catch. Yeah, and that was a really good catch. Uh, he he threw that right on the right on the shoe tops, and he goes down low and scoops up underneath it. So it's going to be third and manageable for Auburndale here. Third and about third and about four here for Auburndale. Ball spotted right about the 30, 37 yard line. So Coach PV is listening tonight. He's just not. Uh, Chiming in. Yeah, he's not interacting. Williams will bring the offense to the line of scrimmage. Single coverage here on the near side with Galva on the defense for Bartow. Williams in the shotgun. Underwood standing right next to him. They're trying to draw Bartow off sides again on this third and four. Now see this guy rolling his hand? I wonder how many times he's going to do this chop. Oh, he's got the flag. Ooh, he got the flag. He finally got him one right. <laughs> he, he had to reach deep inside to get that flag, too, Mike. That thing was hidden. He was digging for a while. <laughs> Delay of game called against Auburndale. I wasn't sure what he was doing at first. It's in here somewhere. I know that. <laughs> 
I've been waiting to make that call for a couple. <laughs> so that's going to back Auburn to up five yards and make it third and ten. Third and nine and a half if you want to get technical. That just shows you how slow they've been because they had just started the guy in motion. That's how long this it's taken in between plays, guys. He's Auburn got it in his hands. He's ready now. Auburn Devil Nelson, two receivers on the near side of the field. The quarterback, Williams, in the shotgun. Underwood standing right next to him. Here's the snap. And Williams wants to throw. He does down the sideline. And it's going to be incomplete. Oh, wow. That was a beautiful throw and almost an incredible catch, guys. As number two for Auburndale dives for the football and loses it as he's hitting the ground. But a beautiful throw and, and uh, al- al- almost a great catch, Mike. Yeah, he uh, he had to turn his body around. You see how he had to torque around, but he still almost was able to catch that thing. Fourth down here for the Auburndale Bloodhounds. Were you just doing a cheer? I was following the cheer. I'm, 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 yeah. Well, you and Sailor was following a while ago. You did almost as good as she did. She was rocking out now. Yes, she was. Here's the snap. The punter's got it. Takes his time. Oh, no. Extra steps. Here's the uh, ball. He gets down to Williams. Williams picks it up at the 39-yard line, tries to turn the corner. He does. Williams at the 45. He's at the 50 and knocked out of bounds on the far side of the field. There's flags down here at the 30. Yeah, the lineman left early, right, Bruce? Yeah, that, they, I think they're going to try to get Bartow here. They, the guy tried to take his knees out, just tried to cut him low. Yeah, Everybody hold tight. There's a flag on the field. Well, he wasn't trying to get up. No, the, the Auburndale had, had Bartow's face mask there, too. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to call here, but I'm sure they'll figure out. I'm figured about it. Well, Brown is is poking himself in the chest like it's my fault, but I don't understand it. Personal foul called against the Yellow Jackets. But that's post possession. So they will, from the spot of the foul, from the end of the return, they'll march 15 yards off from that. So that's another 15 yards for the officials. I think they got more than everybody now. Armandale's offense is, is that the offense? I don't know what they're doing. But that's their defense on the field. You see this guy? See the white hat? See, he's just going to argue with everybody. He He's right about everything. So they will march off the 15-yard penalty from the end of the run on the punt return, and they'll move it back. It's going to be in Yellow Jacket territory, and they're going to spot it. They haven't put the ball down just yet. Still talking about where to place the ball. 35. We're still walking. We're at the 40. Now we're at the 35. Now we're all the way to the 31. They'll just place it wherever they want to. And now, now they're marching it off again. More yardage against Bartow. I don't. How much are they? How many, how many can wow. they call on that? They moved it all the way to the 20-yard line. That's 30 yards in penalty. It's almost like the point where they caught the ball is where they enforced the penalty from. I don't understand it. All righty, Bartow with the ball. I do know that. First and 10 from the 20. I'm pretty sure of that, too. 3.32 left in the third quarter, and Bartow in front, 14-6. Here we go. It's going to be a direct snap, and that is going to be Williams. 
Williams, number seven, fighting for yardage. He's going to get a nice gain of about five on first down. Yeah, that was the same play. They had the power lined up to the right side, and like they were going to be the lead blockers, and he goes left and able to get some positive yardage out of it. Finally, we're able to, uh, to present a gain. Under three minutes to play in the third quarter. Yellow Jackets in front, 14 to six. They have a second down and six from their own 25-yard line. Yeah. All referees is I guess Jack's not coming back because he's texting. Uh, yes, I agree with you. They are. Um, they're they're worse than any 555 refs. Two receivers to the near side. Here's a uh, quarterback keeper. It is Valentine up the middle. He goes. He crosses the 25 to about the 26. It'll be third down and four. Yeah, guys, this is definitely one of those games where you can, I mean, Bartow comes out on top of this. They definitely beat two teams here tonight. They beat the officiating team and the Bloodhounds. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's really tough. I'm, Jackets will empty the backfield on this third down play. I'm keeping my composure. You're doing an excellent job, by the Thank way. Thank you. Uh, look back at Coach Eden. He's yeah. calling an audible right here. Three receivers on the right, two receivers on the left. Empty backfield for K.J. Valentine, the quarterback. Here's the snap. Valentine will roll to his right, looking looking downfield. He's under some pressure. He just slings it, and he finds Smith just camped out at the 30-yard line. Yeah, it's going to be a first down. It's going to be very close. Auburndale thinks they've got the ball. Yeah, he was holding the, he was holding the ball up. I mean, he was just holding it up, and... And shot if, put it. At, yeah, I don't know if he was, you know, signaling he had the first down or, or what the case was there. That is going to be a yellow jacket first down. Now they're looking at the sideline. Nope. What are they doing? They're going to call fourth down. Oh my god! How, how close is it, Mike? Or, I, I'm oh, headed that way. I, I, that's just. They got to measure this, and they will bring the chains out for a measurement. Ball was at the 20, and the ball now rests over the 30-yard line, so should be an easy spot, right? For most crews. So that that's going to be, guys. I'm walking down here right now, and if, if that thing's short, it's going to be like just by the tip of the ball short. That's like, that's going to be it. Okay, and just make sure they don't make make sure we they don't reset the ball. And why is the guy with yard marker five yards? He doesn't know where to be. He's been all over the sideline. There you go. He's moving again. T- Terry, who's, so who's going? So here's my thing. Who's going to hold the chain? Who's going to hold the chain? The official should. They're not. They the chains aren't tight. You you what you do is you you put a you put a little notch on it right there at the yard. He's mark. not even doing that, guys. And. He just picked it up with his finger, no marker, no nothing, so he doesn't even know where to set the chain down at on the yard marker. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no clip. No clip. You got to put a clip on. He did not clip it. Well, we've got Terry Stinson sitting right down from us, and he does the Barto uh, sidelines, the gang crew, and they are the best in the business. And good. Mike, you're just, right. This is just a nose of the ball. Yep. Go for it here. Six inches. Coach Washington sent a message earlier. He said, you know, whenever you talked about all that beef coming in, they used to call it hammer time. I think right now is where we need, to, we need to see that backfield load up like we saw last week, two weeks ago. 
and just pu- punch it right in, yeah. right down. I think you you may see uh, Valentine go up under center here too. But fourth, nope. Yeah, fourth in the nose of the football is all you need, and Bartow going for it on fourth down, lining up to go for it at their own 30-yard line. They're going to call them off. K.J. Valentine in the shotgun. Now he will walk up under center. K.J. looking, looking, and he's going to do a quarterback sneak. First down. He's got it it easy. Oh, my goodness. He's He's still going. He's going to get five yards. Oh, no, K.J.'s back here. The line. Oh, now now they're going to respawn. They're going to say Auburndale. No, no, he's got the ball. He's a a half a yard. Yeah. Yeah, he was clearly over the line. Referees will spot this it guy, at the 31 set, yard line, so that's a first down. down. Mike, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead, Mike. Yeah, oh that's a first down. Yeah, he's calling first down. There we go. Oh, boy. These guys need to go back to the referee school. The, uh, the line, the offensive line took the defensive line, what, five, six yards downfield. And somebody had hold of Valentine. I thought I thought they had pushed him all the way down the field too. First and ten for the Yellow Jackets at their own 31-yard line. One minute left here in the third quarter. Here's the snap, handoff, and that is going to be Glover. Turtle turns up field. Turtle gets about four or five on that play. Yeah, good positive yards and keeps the clock rolling as this um, probably one more snap before the end of the quarter. Second down, and we'll call it seven. Second and seven here for the Yellow Jackets. 35 seconds left here in the third quarter. Bartow in front, 14 to six. <laughs> Coach Peavy wants, wants to know about my composure. <laughs> Coach Peavy, it is excellent tonight under the circumstances. Second and seven for Bartow. Valentine in the uh, shotgun. 15 seconds in the quarter remaining. And Bartow will call a timeout. Timeout, Yellow Jackets. So nine seconds. We'll hold it right here. Bruce, I want to ask you a question um, about uh, conditions here. Over on the visit on the home side of the stands, there is a concession stand with a lot of flashing yeah. lights, multicolored lights, yeah. and very bright. Yeah. Is that something that the referees could stop if they wanted to? Yes, and and. <clears throat> Uh, those those guys that were at Bartow a couple of weeks ago, you know, you had the you had the people with the lights on in the visitor that car in the visitor yeah. uh, section, and they made them turn them off. and And if anybody complains, yes, they would. Or is or my question is it far enough off the field, or is it? I mean, they're just so bright. It shouldn't be. matter. Any distraction. Yeah, it, any, it is a, it's a distraction if you make it a distraction. And if somebody is distracted, they, they can certainly okay. make them do it. It's just in our line of view, we see it yeah. as we're calling the game. Yes. And, and I just was curious about that. Thank you very much. Second and seven following the timeout for Bartow. Nine seconds left here in the third quarter. And Bartow facing a second and seven. Here's the snap. Valentine wants He's to throw. Open. Looking, looking, looking downfield. Valentine scrambles and loses two players. Up the field goes KJ. He's got a first down. Oh, well, that was a beautiful job because Smith was open right away, and so was so was Thomas. Uh, I believe Thomas was doing the deep route, Mike. Yes. And Valentine couldn't see him, and that's going to be the fourth quarter. Uh, so we'll take a break pretty quick. But um, Valentine slid by 
the defensive end who was coming and got upfield and got the first down. At the end of the third quarter, it is Bartow 14 and Auburndale 6. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Pallet One of Bartow is looking for new career-minded employees. Pallet One offers competitive wages and benefits including health, dental, vision, paid vacation, and a matching 401k plan. Join the Pallet One team today. Pallet One is an equal opportunity employer. Once again, Craig, a budget you pull to Bartow on their inventory. But uh, most of our vehicles are around uh, uh, from the early 90s to the uh, the mid-2010s, you know, 2008, 9, 10, that area. The part you need when you need it. Budget you pull it, Highway 60 East, Bartow. In today's complicated financial world, it's nice to know that Steve Wright & Company is there, helping you utilize your resources more effectively as you work toward your financial goals from tax returns to retirement plans and all the stops in between. Rely on Steve Wright & Company on Avenue H in Winter Haven. Welcome back to Bruce Canova Stadium here at Auburndale High School, ready to start the fourth quarter. Bartow in front, 14-6. to six. You got Andy and Bruce and Mike. I'm Jeff. Sean and Lori back at the studio. Happy you're joining us for Yellow Jacket football tonight. First and ten for the Yellow Jackets from their own 42-yard line. KJ Valentine, the quarterback. He's directing traffic. He's going to put Thomas over here on the left side. He'll join Corey Butler. Now they're going to put Thomas again in motion. They're going to fake a jet sweep to him. A little mix-up in the backfield, but Valentine plunges forward, gets two. Yeah, I, I think the, the running back for sure thought uh, that he was going to get the football, and something happened. The breeze is kicked up here right behind us from north to south as it blows across the field. 76 degrees here in Auburndale. Just a gorgeous night for football. Because Glover and, and Valentine, they kind of collided there, didn't they, Mike? Yeah. Second Valentine's ten. hurt. Yeah, I think he's looking for some tape or something for his hand, guys. Now we got a flag. For what? Timeout on the field. Illegal procedure against... Against... Against Bartow. Well, he motioned against Arbondale. Sure did. Oh, my goodness. Five-yard penalty. Make it second and 15 now for Bartow. Oh, my gosh. And here's the snap. Handoff up the middle, and that is going to be Glover. Glover. A flag on the play. Yeah, they were just pulling and pulling and pulling on the football, and so the lineman jumped in to help out Glover. Check that, no flag on the play. Also no gain, third and 15 for the Yellow Jackets. 13 in the ball game, Turner now at quarterback as they are retaping KJ Valentine here on the sideline. And he fell on that wrist earlier in the game, guys, and he must have jammed it. another flag. But they're going to get the offense here for something else. For what? Some kind of procedure call. Backs him up another five yards. Now it's going to be third down from the 30-yard line. Third and 22. Terrible. A 
Amari Turner in the game as quarterback right now for the Yellow Jackets. Twins left, twins right. Here's the snap. Turner wants to throw. Now he's going to tuck and run. Amari Turner showing off the wheels. And Turner gets across the 45 to the 42-yard line. Yeah, he he gets uh, some good yardage back, but uh, this will... Barto will be punting here. It's like an injury timeout here for a Auburndale Bloodhound player. That's the linebacker uh, who's made quite a few plays, number zero. Davis, Elijah uh, Diaz, rather Diaz, makes his way to the sideline. And Valentine's coming out to punt. We watched Mullis punt in pregame, and that guy can punt. And at some point, he's going to be the punter. I don't know why he's not. A.J. Valentine dropping back in punt formation. ETN will stand back at his 30-yard line to receive the kick. We're in the fourth quarter. Bartow in front, 14-6. Valentine waiting on the snap. Here it comes. It's a good one. The kick is away. Low line drive That's kick. spin. And it's going to be a nice bounce away from the... Uh, Auburndale player and inside the 25 to about the 24-yard line. Good punt and Valentine's down again. What is he down for? Guys, just a heads up. I heard the uh, heard some talk on the sideline here. The the flags for the procedure was saying they said that the center was actually moving the ball. Well, what he, what he so, what he does, Mike, is he spins the ball and he holds it from the tip. Yes, he does. Yes. And you're allowed to you're allowed to make that first deal. It's, Little adjustment, yeah. And once you've set the ball, then you can't move it again. Exactly. And you're right. He picks it up when he touches it. He rolls it up on the nose almost. It holds it by the nose. First and ten for the Auburndale Bloodhounds at their own 25-yard line. Quarterback is Williams. Two receivers to the left. Two receivers to the right. Jacket showing some pressure. Here they come. They're going to run it with Underwood. He's going nowhere. Stop maybe for a half a game. Right back to the line of scrimmage. Second and, and ten. And Davis was about to decleat that quarterback when he realized he didn't have the ball. Got some good games going around the county tonight. Lakeland Christian, 28. And Hardy, the Wildcats, 21. That game now in the fourth quarter. In the third quarter, Lakeland, 14. Winter Haven, 6. That score sounds familiar. That's exactly what our score is. Yeah. Marto in front, 14 to 6. I wonder if they've got the flags oh on the play. Here's we'll stop this one. one. Five yard procedure call against Auburndale. So did he just finally decide that I'm going to make up something here? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the coach uh, that is right behind the linebackers. And obviously he must not have been paying attention during the game, and now all of a sudden he yeah. s- he sees something and it's new to him. So second and fifteen for Auburndale. Williams in the uh, shotgun. Here's the snap. He wants to throw. Left hander slings on. it across the middle. It's incomplete. Beautiful. Threw into double coverage. Bruce across the middle. Yeah, and he paid for it too. Galva rode him. He was in man coverage. And Galva rides him across. Third and 15 now for the Auburndale Bloodhounds. Stops the clock with 8.43 left in the ballgame. 
case you're just joining us, uh, Mulberry a winner tonight, Frostproof a winner tonight. Uh, Ponciana defeated Tenorock tonight. Those are all finals. The yeah, Fort they, Meade Miners, they're a winner tonight. They beat Victory Christian. They all started like 8 or 9 o'clock, too, didn't they? Seems like ours is, yeah, our third quarter lasted forever. <laughs> I don't even know what time it is. Quarter oh, my 10. goodness. Quarter, quarter to, to 10. 10. That's ridiculous. Third and 15 now for the Auburndale Bloodhounds at their own 20-yard line. In the shotgun is their quarterback, Williams. He takes the snap. He wants to throw. He's looking downfield. He's running out a lot of time. Down. He's got it. He throws it incomplete. That should be another flag. That's that should be another flag. Grounding. Yeah, nobody he... in the area except a defender. A Bartow Yellow Jacket. Stanley was over there. Yeah. Stops the clock with 8.37 to play in the ball game. And they're not throwing a flag. No. And they had nobody in the area. Oh, my goodness. Fourth down. So that's going to put Auburndale in punting situation. <laughs> Going to put two of our favorite Yellow Jackets, Williams and Murray, back deep. Yeah, and why is number 20 on the field? I mean, he's limping out there. They're going to get him off yeah, the they field. Just, good call, Bruce. They just noticed that, too. Yeah, and it's nothing against him. We but just he, don't need somebody that's, uh, you know, a three-quarter hell. Here's the punt. That's a big kick. And it's going to be caught by Murray. He signals for a fair catch at the 44-yard line. Yeah, great job. He turned that ball over. And and when you turn a ball over like that, you get an extra 10 yards on a punt. And that was a beautiful punt. 8.37 to play in the ballgame. Bartow with the ball and the lead, 14-6. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Hi, Benny Jr. here with Bartow Ford. And the great thing about being right in Bartow, Florida, as we are centrally located, the right way will always lead you to Bartow Ford, where we save you time and money. Bartow Ford, we're different, and we prove it. Hi, it's Erin with Evolve Contracting. While there's no shortage of landscape and irrigation companies, you deserve the option that's the best fit for you. At Evolve, we offer 3D imaging and an irrigation program that saves you water, time, and money. Call us at 863-537-7537. You've heard the expression, try it before you buy it, right? Well, at Keith Spray Service, they won't ask you to sign a long-term contract because they're confident that you'll want them to keep coming back to care for your delicate ornamentals and lawn treatment. Keith Spray Service, for over 50 years. Welcome back to Bartow Yellow Jacket Football. 8.34 left here in the ballgame. It's a second and ten. The first down play was almost a disaster for Bartow. He he was trying to throw a quick slant, and he threw it right into the arms of the safety who was playing up, and he dropped it. So second and ten for the Yellow Jackets. Valentine back in the ballgame after getting his wrist retaped. Corey Butler, Thomas here on the near side. Taylor and Smith on the far side. Here's the snap. Valentine looking to throw. He's under some pressure. Valentine scrambling for his life. Caught from behind and thrown down for a one-yard loss. Yeah, he just, he did everything he could. He just didn't have anywhere to go. He had two, the two wide uh, receivers were streaking down the field, and I don't think he had anybody to the inside. It was, that was just two go routes, and he was trying to put it up. It'll be third down, third and 13 here for the Yellow Jackets. 
Clock runs. We're under eight minutes to play in the ball game. How's the clock running? That was an incomplete pass. Or no, let it go. Sacked. Let okay. it go. Now another flag. Oh and again, the same God. situation. The the umpire right behind the defense calls the flag and marches five yards against Bartow. Mike, this is this is. I mean, we thought. I can only give it to him. You know, I can only give it to him. We thought the guys that did the Fort Meade game was bad, and then we come up with a crew that's even worse. But I knew it. As soon as I saw the white hat, I knew it was going to be a bad night. Be third and about 18 for the Yellow Jackets. Four wide receivers here on the near side of the field. A single receiver on the far side of the field. Himes is the in the little slot formation. Now they're going to put one man in motion. That's going to be Tate, and the Bartow jumps. Yellow Jackets jump again. Yeah, and this is something that Eden is is he's just not going to put up with. <clears throat> I mean, the kids are frustrated because the officials have have really been bad guys, and I know we keep harping on it, keep harping on it. And, and um, but when the when the officials are doing such a bad job, then you start seeing everything get sloppy. Uh, the kids get sloppy. The coaches are getting, they're frustrated, and everybody's sloppy. They're having, you know, they're pulling pull Eden back, you know, off the line of scrimmage or off, off the sideline. Third and 23. They're going to give it to Taylor on a jet sweep. He's got a lot of room. There goes Taylor. He turns on the Jets. He's across midfield, and Taylor out of bounds at the 45. Now, look, guys, the they, they just dropped. They just dropped. The, the first down markers, right? right? And so with no with no clip on it, if that was a close play for a first down, there would have been no way that they could have marked where the true 10 yards was. But a great job, a great play, and great blocking out front. Taylor, with that speed, when he turns it on, wow. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets in Auburndale territory. They came from a second and... 26. Yeah. Definitely what Bartow needed. K.J. Valentine in the shotgun. Put Thomas in motion. Fake it to Thomas, and they're going to give it to Glover up the middle. And Glover with a nice bit of running room. He's got a big chunk there of about nine yards. Yeah, beautiful job. He just lowers his shoulders and moves forward. And quickly to the line of scrimmage is Barto second and two. This is what I want to see. I want to see some tempo and see if Arbendale can handle the tempo. Exactly. Second and two. Valentine in the shotgun. Heim standing right next to him. Thomas in motion. They'll give it to Thomas this time, and he's got some room. Thomas has got a first down and more. Thomas streaking down the sideline. Knocked out of bounds at the 10-yard line. Yeah, he ran into his own guy over there on the far sideline, and that kind of kind of made him adjust a little bit. Uh, Arbendale was still going to be able to make the play, but a great run once again, and, and Bartow is now in goal-to-go position. And you, I don't know if you could see the personnel change that Coach Eden just made there, but look what's going to be in the backfield. Beef? Where's the beef? Is that 77 gun? Woo. There's a lot of big numbers in the backfield. I see big number 98 back there. I see big number 31. That's Stanley 31, Bird 98, and the deep back is Himes. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to line up in the I formation as Valentine will go up under center. Yeah, this is power I right here, guys. This is some mean stuff. First and goal from uh, about the 8, Mike? Yes, sir. And they're waiting. They're letting this clock run. I mean, he's waiting for that. He's going to start waving his hand, and now he'll get under center. 
Here's the snap. Second man through is Himes. Himes busted to the outside. Oh, they threw a flag. Wow. I don't know why they would call the flag on this. I mean, that's just nothing. He had the block downfield. It was a good block. He didn't clip him. He didn't cut him. And they're going to... Oh, my goodness. Through the flag at the five-yard line, they're going to call holding or illegal block or something like that against Bartow. Now, guys, we we sit here and we, we, we try to keep it together. And we try to say they're calling it even and it's uh, going against both sides of the football. But it's not. And it's... It's it, it's like you're playing two teams, and let's see what Craig has to say. Yeah, I just don't. That was a uh, that, that was a total blown call there. Um, you know, after watching, you know, being able to stand out here on the sideline and watch some of the blocks that Auburndale's had. You know, we talk about the chalk block. About, you know, it's just crazy. Now they're going to move the ball back. They're respotting the ball again. Let's see what the what they do here. Is, uh, oh, they're going to march it. From the looks like it'd be about the nine yard line. They're going to march it all the way, eighteen yard line or so. Timeout for the water break. Good. Proud to be Bartos Air Conditioning Company. It is Citrus Air Conditioning. Complete service for your home or office with such great care. It must be our friends at Citrus Air. Give them a call five three four. 1171 534 1171. That's Jonathan and the gang at Citrus Air Conditioners of Bartow. Proud to be Bartow's AC company. Mike, we need a little bit of AC up here, I think. We're a little hot under the car. So y'all need some AC up there. I thought I heard Bruce saying it was he was cool up there tonight. It is. It, it is a nice breeze. It's beautiful. Um, I mean, but there's just so much steam right now. Uh, this this whole crowd is is really really upset, and uh, rightfully so. Alrighty, it's going to be first and goal from the 18 yard line for the Yellow Jackets. Incredible. Clock starts. We're under six minutes to play. Valentine, two receivers on the far side of the field. Corey Butler by himself on the near side of the field. They threw the flag at the five. How can it be from the 18 yard line? I thought it should have been from where the where the, where the fraction happened. Yeah. It's a spot foul. They threw the flag at the five. Yeah. So the most it should be is a 15. They took it back from the original spot. Here's the snap and a handoff and caught from behind is Himes as he's thrown for a loss in the backfield. It'll be second in goal from about the 20. And there's an injured timeout, injury timeout for an Auburndale player who's down on the field. Yeah, they took the march to 10 yards off from the original line of scrimmage. It's, it's, I don't know. I I mean, I don't know whether you you can write to the FHSAA. I don't know what what you can do. Ask, uh, but, but, I mean, this is, huh? Ask Coco if you can appeal something to them. Remember Coco? They tried to appeal to FHSA for the St. Thomas Aquinas. And the oh, yeah. There when they yeah. Were poor clock management. That didn't work out too well for them. Yeah. The injured player is still down on the field. They're attending to him. Yeah, 523 to play. They gave St. Thomas a touchdown. They allowed uh, more time and yeah. a punt and a, and a, yeah, the clock didn't run when it was supposed to, things like that. So why are the officials not allowing Coach Eden on the field to talk to the players? But you look across the field and you see Auburndale's coach talking to them on the sideline, talking to them on the field. 
Um, this, uh, the White Hat had sent Coach Eden to the sideline twice and told him off the field, but you look across the field and you got Auburndale on the field. I don't know. I don't know how you make it so blatant. Second and goal now for the Yellow Jackets from the 21 yard line. Jackets will line up four receivers on the near side of the field. Alone in the backfield is the quarterback, K.J. Valentine. He's done just an incredible job at quarterback tonight. He's scored one touchdown and he's thrown for another. All right, here we go. 5.07 to play in the ball game. Auburn Hill cheating up like they're going to blitz. Here they come, and it's going to be a handoff in the backfield, and they bottle up Taylor in the backfield. And Taylor's thrown for another big loss. Yeah. Oh. Bruce Auburnell just overloaded everybody, didn't they? Yeah. They, they yeah. just brought the house. They uh, they know the the uh, the jet sweep was coming when they had all the, the trips coming to this side. So now that'll throw it back to the 30-yard line. Bruce, what is your third and goal play from the 30? <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. Uh, Check your playbook on that one. Yeah, I guess you throw it up and uh, just see if somebody will catch it at this point. But uh, Armadale's going to be bringing a lot of heat, I would think. I would be bringing everybody. Two receivers to the left, two receivers to the right. Himes, the running back, standing right next to the quarterback, K.J. Valentine. Here's the snap. Four minutes to play in the ball game. There's a holding against Bartow. Here's the throw downfield. It's going to be caught and yeah. completed. But it's coming back. Thomas with the reception um, about at the 15-yard line. But, again, we saw the hold right in front of us, and so did Mr. Whitehat. Yeah. Got something right. Yeah, he did. So, guys, a loyal listener, Coach Garth, you know, he's always listening to us on Friday nights, and he's like, the hate for Bartow is real. Yeah, and I, and, and I know Garth knows these guys, and uh, because they've been, they've, this is the same crew that's been at 555. They were in the middle school program, they've worked their way up to high school, and, and as soon as I saw the white hat, I said, this is going to be a bad game. And I was not wrong. All right. Now, that holding call will back up the Yellow Jackets to the 40-yard line where it's third and goal. Again, yeah, third and goal from the 40. Jackets will send three receivers on the far side of the field. Corey Butler on the near side. I'd punt it. Here's the snap. Valentine drops straight back. Sets up a screen in the middle, and it's incomplete. Tried to connect with Himes. So now it's fourth down. I would have done a little pooch punt right there and tried to pin them deep. On third down? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody was playing up. You could kick it right over them, kick it, get lucky, oh, gotcha, and maybe gotcha. kick it down to like the five-yard line or something. Gotcha, you know? gotcha. Stops the clock with 3.25 to play in the ball game. So I guess that'd be another 30 yards for the ref? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I we mean, started what, at the nine, right? What were we? We, I think we, we scored a touchdown, um, and now we're back at our forty. They're well over two hundred yards. All righty, KJ Valentine in punt formation here for the Yellow Jackets on fourth and goal from the forty. Need a good snap. ETN is back deep to receive. Here's the snap, and there's movement at the line of scrimmage. Well, five more yards against Parto at this point. And, and you know Auburndale's going to bring it. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they already blocked coming. one tonight. Yeah, but we got that ball back. All righty, so we're at the 45 now. I don't know, I just, fourth and goal from the 45, and we're punting. Valentine ready to receive the kick. ETN now stands at about the 15-yard line. Yes, he's only 12 yards off the line of scrimmage, so that means when he kicks, he's about only about nine yards back. Here's the snap. It's high. Valentine's got it. Here's the kick. It goes away. Low line drive kick. It's going to bounce to the 10 and uh, picked up at the 5 by ETN. Oh, there's, there's a block in the back. That's a block. Oh, my goodness. Call it. No call. He knocked out of bounds at the 25-yard line. He tackled Galva. He nailed him in the back. behind. There's an injured Auburndale player on the field. Looks like he has cramps. Cramps. I'd cry for a cramp, too, if I could hit somebody in the back and get away with it like he did. He raped him. Wow. Galva was in perfect position to uh, to make the tackle and uh, got plowed from behind. Wow. And the, and the official wasn't 15 feet from him. You can't tell me that this is not rigged. And that official was standing right there on top of that. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't 15 feet from him. You cannot tell me that this isn't rigged. Don't give up the big play. 76 degrees here on a uh, half moon Friday night. 10 o'clock, you're listening Friday to Friday. WWBF Bartow. Harvest moon is what they call it. Harvest moon? two in a, in a month. Okay. Surprise, you ain't got your jacket on. I'm fixing to put it on. Don't worry about it. I've been so... He's already... He's I, want, I wanted to bend down like 50 times to put it on and... They are carrying the player off the field on the back of one of the coaches. Yeah, and and uh, you know cramps are cramps. They hurt. They hurt. Yeah, they do. But it's like we say: if if the bone ain't poking out, get off the field. I would say, Mike and Bruce and Andy, that the the crowd here we're in the we're in the middle of the crowd here on the Bartow sideline on the Bartow visitor stands, and the the um, the crowd is. Silent. Yes. We're winning the game. We're leading the game, I should say. And they are dead silent. First and ten. Yeah. First and ten here for the Bloodhounds. And the ball's on the ground. Miscommunication in the backfield, and they're going to lose about three on the play. Second and 13. We just need that clock to continue running. Yeah, and, and one thing... Uh, Eden needs to do is make sure that the boys, there's no smack talk, there's no nothing. And Galva, who's kind of been pinching at his growing a little bit, he's coming back on the, on the field. Second down and 13 here for the uh, Bloodhounds at their own 23-yard line. Clock runs at 2.40 to play in the ballgame. Bartow in front, 14-6. to six. Okay. They've got to throw the football, but you don't want to loosen up too much. Need one safety over the top, which they've got. Yeah, taking an awful lot of time, and now Auburndale will call a timeout just as the chop started by the referee in the back. (laughs) Timeout, Auburndale. 14-6 is your score. 2.23 to play in the ballgame. Arto in front. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. 
Hello, Barto. This is Joe DeCessory with Citrus Air Conditioners, your hometown air conditioning company. If you're looking to replace your old unit, Citrus Air has many units in stock and offers financing. Call us at 534-1171 or look us up online at citrusairinc.com. The Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance Agency has been serving Central Florida since 1984. They all work and live in your neighborhood and take pride in our history. Offices in Bartow, there when you need them, representing only the most reliable companies in the industry. Your Bartow Beef O'Brady's in the Bartow Center South is your headquarters for good food and good sports. With something for everyone on the menu, your Bartow Beefs is perfect for the family, an office lunch, or to feed the team after a big win. Beefs, where game time meets family time. Second throw. and 13, looks like a halfback pass down the field. He's going to overthrow everybody. Little trick play from Auburndale. Yeah, and I don't blame him for trying to do it, although Bartow didn't bite on it. The safety was playing, uh, he was playing coverage, and, and everybody else was covered. Uh, so it was it was good defense, and you've got you've to gotta remind them to look for those trick plays. You just play your zone. It'll be third down, third and, we'll call it third and 14. Yeah, at this point here, Bartow's defense just can't loosen up. They're still going to have to play them just like we were in the second quarter. Absolutely. You don't get any deeper uh, than the uh, than the yard marker, uh, uh, the, the first down mark. Yep. All right, here we go, third and 13 for the Auburndale Bloodhounds at their own 23-yard line. Auburndale will send three receivers to the near side of the field. Williams, the quarterback, here's the snap. Williams, the left-hander, wants to throw. He's under pressure, and down he goes. Yes. That's Davis again, along with Bird and Bruce, all of them. He'll lose another two yards on the play, fourth down. They just brutalized him. Hey, we haven't said hello to our our buddy uh, Neil Duncan uh, as well. Hello, Neil. Neil's pacing up and down the sidelines. Yeah, he is like an expectant father. Reminder, next week the Bartow Yellow Jackets will be back home at Bartow Memorial Stadium to take on the Winter Haven Blue Devils in uh, another district contest. 130 and counting. Fourth down. Fourth and 16 for Auburndale. Here's the snap to Williams. He wants to throw. Looking, looking, throws it to the near side. Gonna be a pick. Be... Oh! Don't intercept that. You let that one down. You just drop that one. And Williams and Galva were covering the defender. Yeah. Galva knocked it out of the air. Incomplete. Barta will take over on down. No flags? That's what I was wondering. I didn't see no laundry out there. <laughs> I see some laundry, but that's from some other stuff. Great job by the defense there. Well, the big sack on third down set up Auburndale. Had to go for something big. And credit that defensive line for the Yellow Jackets. Bird, Bruce, Davis, and Martin. Yeah, and, and then the secondary, the, the safety playing. Play, he was playing center field the way he needed to. And he comes up, and he could have made that pick, but he knocks it down like I was the one that's saying pick. Do you sit on it or do you try to score? Uh, well, no, they're going to they're gonna try to get a first down. First down, the game's over. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets at the Auburndale 20-yard line. K.J. Valentine in the shotgun. Here's the snap. Handoff, and that's going to be Glover. 
and Glover gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. Scoreboard shows Auburndale has two timeouts left if they want to stop the clock. 107 and counting. Valentine looking to the sideline for the play call from Tyler Eden, the head coach for the Yellow Jackets. Officially going to give Glover a two-yard loss, so it's second and 12. I thought he got back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I don't even think you hand this football off. I think you just run it up. 37 seconds and counting. And Barto has signaled they're going to take a knee. This is going to be the final play of the ballgame. Scoreboard says they have two timeouts. They obviously don't. And there's the... uh, Now they're going to... They're going to take it. They're going to stop it. They are going to. 23 seconds left. How many do they have left? Remember our discussion on the way up here, guys? <laughs> what? what? What, basic math? What? Uh, my math? <laughs> <laughs> well, Barto signaled that they were going to take a knee. Yeah. Referees got into position for that particular play, yeah. and then the Auburndale coach decided to call a timeout. Yeah. So the, the clock stops with 25 seconds left in the game. Thanks, Coach. Arto is facing a second down and roughly 11. Yeah, and the fans, a lot of fans are getting up like they're getting ready to leave, but I'm telling you right now, with this with this wrecking crew, um, I wouldn't go anywhere in, until they have gone off of the field. So K.J. Valentine, the quarterback, talking to the referee. Probably asking if he's got any timeouts left. So the referee signals that we are going to take a knee. 25 seconds left in the ball game. Timeouts left. Waiting to snap the ball. KJ waiting, looking at the sideline, looking at Coach Eaton. Coach Eaton gives us a signal. Go ahead and snap the ball. Referee in the back is kinding it down. Here's the snap, and they're going to hand it off, and they give it to Glover. Glover turns up field. He's at the 20. Glover down to the original line of scrimmage, right about the 19 yeah. yard line. And that's what you do. If, if they're going to, you know, you take a knee, you go into victory formation. If they're going to call a timeout, we're going to go ahead and run the football. Exactly. 17 seconds. They use their final timeout, does Auburndale. 17 seconds left in the ballgame. And it's what, third down? It'll be third and 10. Yes. Yeah, now you take a knee. Timeout for an injury. Auburndale player down on the field. I imagine that's probably a cramp too, but what other way to delay the game a little more? We're at Auburndale State. We're, we're, we're in the visitor stands tonight amongst our people. And right behind us is the baseball diamond for Auburndale High School here. And there's a pretty good uh, little uh, pickup football game going on behind us as well. Yeah. I, uh, I, I bet they got better referees over there. Yeah, none. I don't know, but the big boy, they have a hard time bringing down the big yeah, boy. Yeah, they sure are. Oh. Body slam. Yeah, there yeah they did. Look like Mick Foley going in there. 14 to 6 is your score. The Yellow Jackets are in front. There's 17 seconds left in the ball game. Bartow has a third and 10 from the Auburndale 20, excuse me, from the 19-yard line. And we anticipate Bartow will just take a knee here, and that'll be the game. Auburndale is out of timeouts. 
How many yards the referee's got tonight? I can't count that high. Probably <laughs> 250. <laughs> At least. KJ Valentine will go up under center. So this is basically the victory formation. They still haven't whistled the ball in play. And here we go. Now we're ready. Valentine will go up under center. He'll take the snap. Referee standing right next to him takes a knee. They cannot stop the clock anymore. 15, 14 and counting. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your ball game. My goodness. The Barstow Yellow Jackets go to 5 and 0. Oh. The home crowd, or the crowd here, giving them the, the cheer. Double zeros on the scoreboard. Barto wins 14 to 6. I think I should sound more excited, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a relief than anything. Exactly. And um, I'm, I'm sad to say because it was, it, was a, it was a pretty good football game. We will take a timeout, come back. Hopefully we get a chance to talk to Coach Tyler Eden and wrap this ball game up. Your final score, Barto 14 and the Auburndale Bloodhounds 6. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. This is Tyler Kelly with Kelly Buick GMC. Each year, we donate a brand new GMC truck to our schools. Go to 20bucktruck.com for details on how you can win a brand new GMC from Kelly Buick GMC. 20bucktruck.com. Today's broadcast is sponsored in part by the Witten McLean Funeral Home of Bartow since 1925 and the McLean Funeral Home of Fort Meade. They're family-owned and are committed to providing personal service with the concept of our family serving yours. 35 amazing years. Hey, that's us here at Spath Jewelers. We offer services such as beautiful custom work that's sure to wow, repairs, complimentary cleaning, appraisals, watch repairs, financing. What more do you need? We're here Monday through Friday, 10 to 7, and Saturdays from 10 to 5. Welcome back to Bartow Yellow Jacket Football. We're at Bruce Canova Stadium tonight where the Yellow Jackets improved to 5-0 on the year. They defeat the Auburndale Bloodhounds 14-6. Auburndale gets their first loss of the year. And uh, did you see what happened, Bruce? Did you see what happened? The band was getting ready to play the alma mater. Yeah, and Coach, Coach Eden, Eden sprinted to the band and said, wait till we get over here. Yeah. Wait till the team right. can get over here and play it with you. Yeah, what a, I like that. He's first class, man. Yeah, he's pointing all his players to go over to the band right now and play the alma mater with, with them. So Mike is uh, chasing Coach uh, Tyler Eden down right now. We're going to get a word with him and uh, his reaction of the game as he uh, talks to uh, Taylor as he's bringing him over to the sideline. I really like this. Coach is all in with this team and this community. I wouldn't mention the refs, Mike, unless he... No, I'm not. I'm not I, won't, I won't say anything. He wants to get all his players over to the sideline. As they get ready for the alma mater. Bartow, winner tonight, 14-6. Next week, the Yellow Jackets back home at Bartow Memorial Stadium to take on the Winter Haven Blue Devils. It's a big district game. <laughs> Coach Eaton dragging players <laughs> yeah, over hey, here. Yeah. It's going to be tough getting with him tonight, guys. You know, maybe after the alma mater we can get him or we'll... Uh, you know, we can let it go and, and see what we happens next week. Yeah. Arm in arm, Coach Eaton with his players and the cheerleaders as they as the band plays the Bartow alma mater. Here at Bruce Canova Stadium in Auburndale, Yellow Jackets a winner tonight, 14-6. to 
go. Make it a coach. I mean, maybe, to a maybe we can get him. Yeah, go ahead. You got to hurry, Mike. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you ain't getting him right now. It's fun to watch Mike just sprint down the field. Oh, a kiss from the wife and a kiss from uh, his daughter. And Congratulations, Coach. I know what a, what a great feeling coming into Auburndale. Being 4-0, you challenge your team each week. Best thing about being 3-0, going 4-0. 4-0, now we're at 5-0. How did you feel about the performance tonight? I know we had some mistakes. We've seen it. But Auburndale's not a pushover. No, hey, this was a great football team. And not only that, I mean, give them a lot of credit. They got great coaches. They got damn good players. And, and it was gonna, we knew it was going to be a dogfight. I mean, they're undefeated for a reason. They've got Power 5 talent over there, right? But our boys fought hard. I mean, we started, again, we had those, we're, we're getting there. We're in a, we are a really good defense. Offensively, we show glimpses of being really good. And then we just have some times where we shoot ourselves in the foot. But you know what? I'm proud of them. They fought. They made the plays that need to be made tonight. And we get better so we can make the plays that need to be made next game. Absolutely. Now, something that we talked about on the road up here tonight about what a great team Auburndale is being 3-0. Bartow walking in 4-0. So we knew somebody was going home with that L in the column this week. We were just hoping it turned out the way it did. Correct. I mean, and and, and, and can't be nothing but happy for, for, hey, pulling it out. Again, a lot of grit. Um, we know that if we want to go, we want to go. We're going to have to go on the road and face um, teams of this caliber or better. So we know this is a great measuring stick. Now it's time to continue to get better, take another big step next week. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Congratulations, Coach. Thank there you, Mike. You have it. Thanks, Mike. Good job, Mike. Uh, Bruce, you said it perfectly. Um, we won the ball game, but we're, oh my gosh, we're relieved it's finally over. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we were talking about the score coming over here, and I said I said 28-7, and I think uh, Mike That's, said 14-7. Mike, Mike, uh, Mike yeah. But uh, I, I think we could have easily won this game, 20-21-28-7. We should have. Uh, and and uh, it was just, just bad. But we're fortunate we do have the win. It's a W. We can go home. Uh, we can lick our bumps and bruises and get ready uh, for Winter Haven, who apparently is a very, very good football team playing Winter, uh, Lakeland tough tonight. So uh, we got to get ready for another big game next week. That'll be a district contest as well. They're in the fourth quarter now. Speaking of Lakeland and Winter Haven, the Dreadnoughts 28 and the Blue Devils 12. That game in the fourth quarter as well. The finals tonight, uh, Fort Meade a winner over Victory Christian, Ponciana a winner over the uh, Tenorock Titans, and uh, elsewhere we had Mulberry winning uh, tonight over Santa Fe Catholic. Lakeland Christian, a final now, just went final. Lakeland Christian 34, Hardy 29. Wow. Frostproof shut out Avon Park tonight, 49 to nothing. Uh, that's some of the games we uh, have scores for you tonight. Of course, our score tonight, final score, Bartow winner 14 to 6 over Auburndale. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm just, I just want to get out of here. I do too. What a, what a night. Andy? I agree. I mean, it's hard when you play. You got to play the team and the referees too. Whew, what a ball game! All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. Hope you guys can join us next week. We'll be back home uh, to Barton Memorial Stadium to take on the the uh, yellow, the Yellow Jackets, and the Blue Devils in a district contest. So, for Mike Ayers, for Bruce and Andy Edmond, I'm Jeff Thormer. Thank you to our studio people at uh, back in Bartow, Sean and Lori. Thank you so much for everything and for joining us tonight. Final score: Bartow fourteen. Auburndale 6. You're listening to Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. You've been listening to Bartow Yellow Jacket Football on WBF. Tonight's game was sponsored by Bartow Ford. We're different and we prove it.
Evolve Professional Landscape Management, Citrus Air Conditioners of Bartow, Palette One of Bartow, SR Wright and Company, by Ewing Blackwelder and Deuce Insurance, Keith Spray Service of Bartow, taking care of your lawn and garden for over 50 years. Budget You Pull It, the parts you need when you need them, by Spaff Jewelers of Bartow and Valrico, Widden McLean Funeral Home, Beefo Brady Sports Pub in the Bartow Center South, and by Kelly Buick GMC of Bartow, doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Bartow Yellow Jacket Football is a sports exclusive of FM 102.9, 97.1, and AM 1130, WBF.